Hello, everybody. Welcome to For Rame Trap. On this episode, I am joined by Brandon Jones. Brandon on For Rame Trap. Brandon <laughs> Jones and Michael Huber. Thinking of Arkham Knight. I'm wearing the shirt, but I'm just like thinking about it. There are a few things that I just assume you're always thinking about. Yeah. It's like we were talking Arkham. about so many things before we were recording, and yeah. all it took was we were talking like about a lot of seconds things. of like you not speaking, and then he was like, "Here's yeah. what's up now, folks." Halloween, is so Halloween vibes. I know, I, you, you, <laughs> you keep know? bringing it up, and it's like uh, I assume no, you're. You're always thinking about Arkham. I assume you're always thinking about the Evil Within. Scarecrow. I assume Resident you're Evil. always th- yeah Resident Evil. Always Shenmue. Yeah. Uh, what else? We'll those get are, there. Those are the yeah. biggies. Those yeah, are we'll the biggies. Yeah. They'll come out always. Uh, I am your host Ben Moore. You mentioned Halloween vibes, and I was like, for the for this opening, I'm kind of curious. I think this is a good one. What's the most like? Halloween frightened you've ever been? Like, what's the most a movie or a game or like a haunted house or like oh, something in that story, vibe yeah. has frightened you? Dude, the okay. Most genuinely terrified you ever Great been? question. When I yeah. was a kid, Ben, so where I live, they would have a, a haunted house mm-hmm. put on by the city. So it was like in the communities, like rec center, you know, like the 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 towns rec center haunted house so it wasn't like a family thing government sponsored (laughs) so it was like (laughs) it was like the official haunted house and i was like 12 maybe so i was like a little older but like pretty young maybe maybe i was like 10 but they used to do it all the time i don't think they do it anymore but going through this haunted house was the most terrifying thing of all time. One, because it was just scary as hell. There was like the cool room where they had the strobe right. light. Classic, classic. And the guy's like throwing knives. Throwing knives at the wall. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but like knives would just like appear next to you in the wall. Like, what the hell? But at the very end, the very, very end, you think you're out. You think you're safe. You're like, oh, okay. Made it, you know, you're yeah. out. From behind the curtain, dude, Jason Voorhees' hockey mask with the chainsaw, but like yeah. a buzz saw, no right, right. chain, yeah. just rips it open, like, <laughs> nee, 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 like right at you. And I just screamed, like ran out, <laughs> ran out of the place. Do you think like, this, oh, this is terrified 12 year old responsible for it. The Jason Voorhees infatuation. I I loved him before that, so I think it was a combination of like I, I loved Jason. It was like growing up, it was a little more scary than it is now. Now I just love it. Chainsaw though, yeah. I feel like not a not a Jason right. not a yeah. weapon. I know, I know. He, but, uses, he hey. uses like the saw blade thing in Seven one time, but yeah, yeah. but it was it was terrifying. Yeah, it, it would be. Yeah, any yeah. any man with a chainsaw yeah. chasing you down, terrifying. <laughs> What do you got for me, Brandon? There's a I haven't done it in a while because of COVID, but there's a uh, uh, they're actually moving locations as well. A group in Los Angeles that does a haunted house that has like crazy stunts and stuff. It's like a narrative haunted house, so you do yeah. it in groups and they take you through it. And I didn't know what it was gonna the, first, the like all the times I've done it since. I'm always just kind of like you know kind of joking with the actors and like I can see kind of through the the seams. The first time I didn't know what I was in for, so, the, so when they started throwing crazy stunts at me, I, like it took a second for my brain to be like, "Wait a minute, whoa, that dude just flew!" Like, and we, there was one part where it was like, "Oh no, that lady's chasing you," 
And I was like, okay, I'm gonna run down the staircase. And I ran and I was at the top of a staircase and at the bottom of the staircase on the same floor as me was a woman who had that kind of Haunted Mansion vibe of like, I'm up on the second floor, ah, I'm set dressing. And I was like, all right. And I took a step forward and she jumped off of the second floor. Damn. She had a big white like, you know, outfit and just like a lot of light on her. And scared the piss out of me, and I did a 180 and took off in the other direction. I just, it was just like you see, it's kind of in movies Man. too, and you see that that jolt you get when you see someone step off a ledge, and she yeah. did it like at me, and like it would, she would have injured herself, but she like had a pulley. It was like a whole thing. Like, the the idea that then the second it. time never I was like totally it. prepped, so like they were dudes were back flipping and stuff, and I was like with friends, like no, this is cool, it's what they do. But the first time I, like the electric, fa- like what? The fact that both of your stories. End with I did a 180 and <laughs> ran away. Boom. That's Out. a perfect. Out of there. And then came, well, and then did another 180 and came back. And she was back up on the second floor, and she was like, like she gave me the like actor wave, like I got you, but yeah. you got you got you got to go down this way. It's like okay. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you're talking about haunted houses, Huber, because uh, yeah. this Saturday I'm so stoked. I'm doing the Universal Halloween Horror Nights for the oh, first time oh. ever, and like I'm oh, thrilled because yeah. it's, it's take your time Halloween four. Uh, that is one of the sets, uh, so you know, classic Haddonfield. Right. And you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you got Walking Dead, you got Purge. And so you got the deluxe tickets you were we telling got, me, yeah, and so it's like Purge you got the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm I'm stoked. I don't, I don't know, really, I don't know exactly what I'm in for, which is kind of where I want to Only be. Only advice I can give you, I've done yeah. it twice, and the lines get longer as the night goes on. Yeah. Get there before opening. Like, yeah. be ready and then go to the one you think is going to be the most crowded. Probably, like, Walking Dead tram ride is always, like, insane. Sure. But, like, go to the one because you can get on, like, two probably pretty quickly early. Well, we got the express tickets. Nice. So okay. that should yeah. help. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So you, but because of that, like, take your time walking yeah, around. Right. Yeah. Like, totally. thematically, there's a lot totally. of Totally. Yeah. The, the, I mean, cool I'm excited for all of them. They, they also have, like, Haunting of Hill House. I, I want to do all of them if I can, but, the, like, the two... Are jealous, Texas Chainsaw so and, jealous. And, and Halloween. So sick. Really yeah, I hope it's good. Dude. I hope it's Take good. some photos for neat. me, dude. What's neat see. is uh, for people that are have never been to Universal Studios, Hollywood, it's on a cliff. And so yeah. there's just, there's like that, there's a lot of places where you're like on a precipice looking down yeah. and seeing other parts of like the craziness with smoke and lights and stuff. And so yeah. it just, it's just like a really, it's a really interesting vibe. Yeah. And it's been cold lately too. Hopefully it's cold this weekend. Yeah. Because that's uh, yeah, what rain awesome. today. That's yeah, fine. Like I said, I'm gone. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm just very quickly. Maybe. My my answer is kind of boring, but like back in the day, I could I literally could not handle Ari remake tarantulas. <laughs> I just like I couldn't do it. And when I played through Resident Evil remake for the first time with a friend in college, like all the way through, I was like, I cannot handle the you know what is it the the black tiger i think is the name of the boss just like i just can't do this and so like i had to like walk out of the room in that section but it's funny it doesn't bother me nearly as much now, now. you just blast yeah, with yeah. a grenade launcher yeah well like cuz I, <laughs> I with my wife we played through uh chris's route on switch earlier this year and i like i don't like them <laughs> i'm not like into the spiders yeah. but i can get through it and it's not as big of a deal and Hell so yeah. like that particular phobia has calmed down yeah uh, quite a bit, which is nice. We need remake time one flare, in VR time to now. Flare it back up. Yeah. yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta get Ben afraid again. Yeah, remake VR. Yeah, I think stare him right in the eyes. <laughs> I think the only thing that I couldn't handle would be like a real tarantula at this point, just because I don't yeah. deal with them. But. Yeah, unless you know, got to know him and 
Yeah. I'm, yeah. Spend some time with him. Yeah. Give it a sure name. I could, sure yeah. I could get over that. Like the one in Watch I like 10 years from now, I like buy a trench. I'm like way into <laughs> spiders and who knows what could happen. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about games. Uh, pretty stoked because I, you reviewed it. I've, I've been playing it. Um, as well, not not through it, but uh, I have some thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Uh, Brandon, have you I've dug not into this? It. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I got to preview it, and then I've been playing the the review copy, uh, a review copy of it. Um, and you, you got all the way through it, and I, my sentiment in the preview was like, oh, man, I was, I'm into this in a way yeah. that, like, I wasn't necessarily feeling... Uh, by the the reveal and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so w- overview, kind of, what is your thoughts on Guardians? Because you're a big Marvel guy. Yeah, I liked it yeah. quite a bit. I liked it. Um, straight at the top, the voice acting. Yeah, this is like top tier, tippy top tier voice acting. Mm. I was so invested in everything because of how the team. Yeah, banter's and responds to each other, just like balancing humor, but also seriousness and drama and and bonds, obviously. Uh, but just the voice acting and and the characters were mm. really really strong in this game. This game has so much heart and soul, um, which was yeah not translated well in the previews. Uh, from what I saw, you know, I was just I was wrong. I was wrong. Like I mm. I was not excited for this game. I I thought it looked mm. pretty. Pretty average, pretty generic. Uh, there's been just so much Marvel lately. I think that's the thing is is just the saturation. Yeah, has been. It just and seems like also, every day. I also think, even subconsciously, like a Square Enix backed Marvel game yeah. after the mess of Avengers. Yes. Uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. not. You, you have some skepticism. Totally. Yeah. And I and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Deus Ex and Idos Montreal, but mm-hmm. then like. Even watching that route of like, well, Mankind Divided was kind of like rushed out the gate. Right. And then Shadow right. of the Tomb Raider, I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. So that just game all is these. Just okay. Yeah. So yeah. just all these factors were kind of giving me preconceived notions and mm-hmm. just I settled into it. And yeah, the story, the characters, I don't want to talk about any of that stuff, but just the the characters' story and the decisions, you know, you you are experiencing the, sta- the same story throughout, but it deviates differently you know it'll have different things happen within scenes mm-hmm. uh you know characters will respond to each other differently so just being able to like choose dialogue it's mm-hmm. so simple there's really only two choices all the time but just having that imprint you know that impact that control over it uh yeah. really just sucks you into it i think that's actually something like my biggest takeaway from guardian so far is kind of the consistency of the team mm-hmm. decision. Like, what I mean by that is is how so many things in the game emphasize the team over and over and over again. So you <laughs> mentioned the to- choices that you make, and a lot of times it's like, do I side, you know, like, with Rocket or Gamora yeah. or things like that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, there's that dynamic, but then that carries over into, like, in combat, it's like, oh, I need, you know, Groot to disable them or, like, just... just there's so many decisions and so many like little things where it's like, oh, I need Gamora to like platform up there to knock this thing down where they're like very tiny things on their mm-hmm. own. But I feel like as often as they can, they try to keep the the, the team at the forefront. Like you totally. have that that rally mechanic in combat where yeah. you like kind of get huddle everybody up. huddle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. And you like try to like 
everybody, how's everybody feeling? You know, what's the right thing to say here? And I, I loved that sense where, like, even though you're only directly controlling Quill, mm-hmm. uh, that everybody else seems important. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, contextually, what they do in combat is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just having, you know... Drax run in there, and he he's good yeah. at staggering the enemies. The enemies have like stagger uh, meters, the really strong ones. So he'll kind of break through that and leave them vulnerable. And like you were saying, Groot can kind of lock them up and tangle them in place. And yeah, Gamora is good at single target, and then Rocket is good at just like throwing a grenade out there, like taking out everyone. Yeah. Um, combat as the game goes on has diminishing returns. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because the main problem is the starting moveset for everyone is like the best. Yeah. You really don't need any other move from the ones you start with. You get a little more um, options, I guess, mm-hmm. as you go. Like uh, everyone's like, because you only unlock, you start with a move and then you unlock like three more. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like later unlock gives gives them something that they don't don't specialize in. Mm-hmm. So like Gamora's good at damage, but like her last move kind of gives her a little stagger. Yeah, but okay. like I never really found myself utilizing that. I just kind of like played to their strengths and used kind of mm-hmm. those that starting rotation of like right. lockdown yeah. grenade Gamora Drax <laughs> like, or like you know so. It it was funny doing the the preview because it's fun because because there's when you're first figuring it out there's kind of a lot going on in combat where it's like yeah. okay I need to like what does everybody do and like okay how does stagger work and like when do I do the elemental blast and all this stuff mm-hmm. and so like that initial process of like figuring it out and kind of getting used to the uh, pace because yeah. I think it it can feel frantic yeah but now I've gotten to a point where it's like. I feel like I've figured it out. Yeah, you're yeah. just spamming so, them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't, totally. I, I feel like, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, when you say diminishing returns, I think that's yeah. such a good way to say it because yeah. I, I can totally see that yeah. point. Yeah. But like you were saying, just with the the roles of everyone and, and mm-hmm. kind of just the context of everyone like within the story and, and just being a team, that never wears out. So it's like the, the combat becomes kind of just routine of like, okay, yeah. spam yeah. my things. But... You know their banter throughout changes, right. and that kind of carries it, carries it through. Because sometimes you know it'll be an intense fight, so it'll be really urgent, or you know it'll be just scrubs, so they'll be joking around. Mm. <laughs> so that that's really fun. Yeah, um, I I think the other hesitation that I would have with the Guardians of the Galaxy game is that specific type of humor, right? Like where the banter throttle is at like 100% all the time, (laughs) which it definitely is in this game. It's like, okay, if you're going to do that, it's hard to write that in a way that isn't annoying. Yeah. Um, And I definitely think you can make a case where maybe like sometimes the banter is like too much and maybe you need a little bit of a break for it. But I would say, at least in my experience so far, like for the most part, it works. And there were definitely times specifically with Drax lines where I was like, okay, that's funny. That is just legit funny. I laughed quite a bit in this game, for sure. And you just grow so attached because like usually in between missions, you know, it's a linear game. There's no, you know, you're not picking what planet you want to go to or whatever. It's linear. Yeah. But uh, usually you'll have time to just kind of hang out on the Milano, the ship. Mm. And mm-hmm. there's just so much yeah. optional dialogue in this game <laughs> and optional encounters where you're just like, 
you can fly off and, and go, or you can really take the time, like a lot of time. Sometimes I would just be hanging out oh, for yeah. like 30 or 40 minutes. <laughs> Dude, rock that jukebox. Rocking the jukebox, just exploring everything, like talking yeah. to everyone. And then to, to complement that too, the stages are pretty linear, mm-hmm. but the, the, and the exploration is really, really simple. Yeah. You know, you'll be on the crit path, but there'll be like a wall to go through. You'll go down. Right. So like really, really simple. <laughs> but every time you would go down that wall, the the characters would banter and talk right. about it, which, you know, is cool. And you're you're totally right. Like mm-hmm. your description of, of the, the simplicity of the exploration is mm-hmm. spot on. Yeah. There were two things that kind of softened that blow for me a little bit. The first is that if you're going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy game, like, you can't just go to, like, basic-ass places. Like, they yeah. have to be weird. Yeah. And I think the art direction really sells that. Some like, I weird would places. go on a planet and I'd be like, this just looks awesome. Yeah, like, like where am I? this landscape. Yeah, and so <laughs> I think uh, they did a great job with that. And I, then I think the other thing is is going to nowhere and yeah. kind of getting separated from everybody and being just like, okay, just explore the city. Like, yeah. just look at the sights and sounds. Like, get scammed totally. from, from a... Uh, you know, street gambler, like go to this collector's museum and like look at all the sites. And so it's like, yeah, when you're like on a mission, I think your point is is super valid. Mm-hmm. But there are it's like, oh, at least there's like this one point where you can kind of yeah, breathe a little bit. Totally. And the ship is. Yeah. Well, and the ship. Like, yeah. Which you mentioned. That. Yep. Um, but then also when you explore those side paths, you get components, which are like crafting parts, which yeah. are, are similar to abilities. Just the whole progression in this game feels kind of tacked on. It's a little simple. Never felt yeah. the dopamine rush of upgrading anything in this game. Every mm-hmm. thousand XP you get, you get yeah. an ability point, and like well, every you said it's linear too. So super, it's like yeah, not, yeah. It's not like if you feel like you're behind, you can yeah. focus on a thing. So they they want to make it sure you can get through it. Totally. I feel stuck. like so far going to the workbench. I I feel yeah. like like. You know, normally when you think of character progression, you think of like this tree and it's like, I could go in this direction or that yeah. direction. With this character progression, I kind of just feel like it's like just go down the a line. line. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just go down the line. Yeah. It's like, or... like, it's just so, it's like I can afford one of these three things yeah. and none of them are that crazy. Yeah. Like I yeah. maxed everything out way before the game even sure. ended. So it's yeah. like, you're supposed to just unlock everything. It's... It's funny, I remember, like, yeah. you know, Spider-Man is so excellent, but I remember, like, 68% of that skill yeah. tree. I'm like, mm. I'm good. I'm good I don't need here. any of this stuff, but yeah. I'll, I'll buy it, you know? Like, right. But Yeah, it's tough to do. Instead of components when you explore, you can find uh, text logs or whatever, which are cool, little backstory, but mm-hmm. most importantly, you can get outfits, which a lot of them are <laughs> nice. really nice. Uh, and most importantly, hidden items that... You that sh- are are meaningful to a guardian. Mm. Optional things. You'll find a collectible, and it'll be like, "Yo, maybe they'll want to talk about this." Mm. And then you'll go, and oh, you'll have okay. like full on backstory conversation with each of the guardians, depending on what you found. So, like those rewards are awesome. Cool. So, I have a weird complaint. Hmm. I hate that there are text logs. Hate it. Not because I am fundamentally against text logs. Yeah. Uh, I think depending on the game that you're making, it can be um, really interesting. Like Amnesia the Dark Descent, it makes sense that you're finding these things and piecing together the story. Absolutely. But in this game, 
when the characters are so overwhelmingly chatty yeah. and like they're not the type of characters that would like sit there and like read a newspaper. It yeah. just feels so dissonant with the vibe of the game. Huh. Sure. That yeah. like spending, you know, a few minutes like reading over a lot, it just doesn't seem like yeah. something they would do. Like these aren't the type of character like on are, a mission, yeah. like picking up a thing. These yeah, are sure. like the whole vibe yeah. of the Guardians is like yeah. act first, think later a For lot sure. of times. And so it, it just felt very yeah. weird to yeah. me. It felt like a, a video game like ism yeah. that didn't work. Yeah. 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 I think Last of Us Part Two kind of just like I just threw up my hands with like text logs now. Because mm. it's like who? Why? Are, like, why are you writing the code for your well, safe no, no, I mean, on a thing? Oh my god! Right, he, my like, biggest complaint. Just like all, part two. yeah, just like all that yeah. kind of thing. It's just like <laughs> there's got to be a better way. Which is, which <laughs> letters are funny be because way. you're doing it because you want to add context to the world. You right, want to show right, people right, right, right. Evil. and you break the context to deliver the context. Yeah, so it's, yeah. funny. Yeah. It, it was just so funny. Not to like. Relitigate this, I guess, but like Last of Us Part Two is like such a smart game in so many ways, and then it's like, okay, the puzzle is the code is behind, like on the opposite wall of the safe, and it's like, seriously, like, come on, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, to make I wanna, desensitized to it. Yeah, I want to um, kind of mention the the characterization again because uh, I I am really attached to Quill because they they do something with them that uh, speaking of like slowing down and like getting to know a character <laughs> they kind of have these quill focused scenes i think that uh kind of come up unexpectedly and yeah. are really cool and are kind of exploratory in a way that i wasn't expecting totally um and i'm like oh i really like this guy like i really like uh and how they position him as a leader where they kind of like he's a good guy but a lot of the decisions it's like i could see him siding with uh Rocket or like Gamora here, and I, I feel like sometimes yeah. when you're asked to make a decision in a game, it's like, well, this character would clearly do this. Yeah, and I, I there are a lot of times where I'm like, I, I don't know, like I could yeah. see this going totally either ben. way. Yeah, absolutely. And and the and the timer's going down. You know, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Who am I gonna pick up? <laughs> right. So so yeah, though all that stuff is just so so awesome. It's like pretty simple, but also like so effective mm -hmm. you know it just pulled me into this story like yeah. head, head first you know it's like you are you are making a lot of decisions here and again it, there's only the one main storyline but mm. but things play out differently depending on it's funny because I feel like I've been playing a, a couple of games where it's like, this is not a game for everybody and that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. this is a game that's going to appeal to a very small subset of people and then I'm playing Guardians and it's like this is a game that anyone can enjoy. Absolutely. Done correctly. Yes. You know, like, I feel like, like, whoever you are, whatever your tastes, mm -hmm. like, you can get something out of this game. Yeah. Um, like, it is, it is simple enough that I feel like the barrier for entry is so low and you don't need to have really any knowledge going into it. Uh, but it's not, like, so simple yeah. that I think um, it would maybe turn, like, more hardcore people away from it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. story's great. Sucks mm -hmm. you in. There's like not much else to say, you know. I think we yeah. covered it all, honestly. Like mm -hmm. just a really cool game, really good and excited to see what happens in the future. Like yeah. are we going to mm. get more of these? Are they going to go Insomniac style and make a I different wonder. Marvel game? Like what's what's yeah. the future here? Is I, this a one-off? Is this you I, know, laying I, the groundwork? 
I do have to say something that I just appreciate about it so much is I was like, thank God this isn't like Batman or Spider-Man because those are both phenomenal. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Want more. But it's like, I just was like so happy that I'm not like sneaking around a room stealth killing people. It's like yeah. that market has been cornered. Breezy like, game. Yeah, yeah. Just action-packed adventure. Right. Slows down for some, some story bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, How long is it total? It's kind of long. It took yeah, me like 15 to 20 okay. at least. Yeah. Mm, wow. Like I really I took my time that. though, really tried to explore everything, talk to everyone, mm-hmm. do everything, you know. So I, I feel like I was going Bloodworth, Bloodworth's pace Blood- on this. <laughs> Bloodworth always says he's the slowest gamer on the earth. And I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going Bloodworth style. It's not even like <laughs> yeah. an insult or yeah. like I'm making fun of him, but he's methodical. he is pace. probably yeah. the slowest. Yeah. There have yeah. been times where he's like, Ben, you cover this because like, I'm gonna be too slow with it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> and like, totally. Like I, yeah. what you know, I have the rare experience of you know cutting footage of him. Yeah. yeah. And there's sometimes he'll go into a room and I'm just like, nothing left there, man. <laughs> like, nothing in the room. Yeah. It I love it. I love it. Move on. So well. Yeah. 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 But yeah. how do you you see someone in their element? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I, I bet, like making decisions like you're going to control Quill mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, focusing on um, you know not making it based obviously on that might not have been a decision they could have made, but um, more comic I, focus. I imagine a lot of that's you know tricky and risky, and and uh, it's I'm stoked they they pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, feels good. We're in a, an interesting growing era of games. Totally feels like 2008 all over again. It's like oh here we go, yeah. mm-hmm. and some bugs. You know, be aware there's some bugs. Nothing crazy. It's Man. like. The bugs are kind of just like, like trying to get through to bother you. You know, they're on the fringes, they're yeah. on the periphery. You're I really haven't noticed just like uh, any nothing crazy, but just like every uh, once much, in a while, yeah. you know, just like an audio audio will drop or like, sure, you know, a door won't open. Reload the checkpoint. Just like weird, hmm. weird things. But they uh, said the day one patch would fix a lot of that, but I obviously haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 good stuff. Yep, I think that game is going to surprise a lot of people. Not, not necessarily yeah. like good times, game of the year, but no. fun. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, let's talk about something that I am super enthusiastic about, and because of other commitments, I have not been able to put as much time as I like into it. But it has been a blast, and that is Resident Evil Four <laughs> in VR. Um. Can I start this by saying uh, yeah. that I came into the office? Yeah. And I pass one of the rooms and Brandon Jones is fully jacked in. Yeah. And the volume <laughs> was deafening, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like He's I don't even know. I don't even know if he knew I came in, no, but it, I, didn't. I was down the hall and I just heard like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that 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 cry of Las Plagas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was so loud, dude. It's so loud. Man, it's one of those things where I I think it is hard to convince people how good it is until you experience it because it's like, oh, okay, everybody, everyone knows that Resident Evil 4 is a masterful game, right? And it's like, oh, cool, they put it in VR. But it's it's much more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Like, I haven't been this jazzed, like, about a VR thing, and admittedly, I'm not a VR guy. I spend not much time at all in VR, but like, I was like, oh, this is like giving me Half-Life Alex vibes. 
like in, in terms of, of, of how well they're presenting this. But Brandon, uh, as somebody who is playing with deafening volume, what did you think? Uh, I absolutely love it. I uh, my shortest descriptor I told Huber it's like a um, it's like a theme park ride. It's mm-hmm. like I'm in a fun house. It's just and and it is so comfortable. Granted, I I have done a lot of stuff in VR, and so I I went straight to immersive mode. So I'm like you know reaching to my hip to grab the gun. I am moving through the environment. I'm not teleporting. Um, and uh, uh, the boat part, I was like, I don't know, this is gonna be weird, and like. It's amazing. So here's here's one here's, here's one descriptor. Part of <laughs> here's one descriptor to help people understand like why why it's different in VR. Yeah, that fish part's great, but because of how it's cutting back and forth and and the cinematic nature of RE4 combined with you having to look at Leon and your environment so you can aim and have situational awareness and everything. Sometimes the fish would just disappear or the lizard or whatever he is. Like sometimes, like f- for the sake of trying to scare me, he would vanish and then I would be like moving the boat and be like oh no he's gonna pop up right in front of me I gotta move out of the way um and maybe he's down there but it's a third person game and I'm just kind of focused on where I'm steering he's down there he's down there the whole time so like I'm steering this boat but I'm just a dude on the boat so anytime I want I can lean over and look into the water and he's there doing the pattern like do it so I like I got to view this boss fight from a perspective like I've never had before and it was crazy like there yeah. were some parts in when you play the traditional RE4, you're just like, why well, you can't shoot at him in this part? And in this part, it's like, funk, he's right there. You know, like, I can shoot him the whole time, you know, because I can constantly see where he is. And that's just like, it's bonkers. That's awesome. With this game that I have played yeah. dozens and dozens of times on different consoles. And, the, you know, like when it came out of the Wii, I was like, well, we got to play it five more times. So it, it, it really is interesting how, how, a transformative and B not transformative the VR experiences. It's it's such a like weird space that it's entering because something about RE4, part of the reason it's so masterful is because of of how just like godly the controls are. Like when you play a lot of RE4, you kind of get to this point where you just become like this this sort of action hero where you you can just like cleave through mm-hmm. entire rooms, you know, with no problem because the controls are that tight. In VR, suddenly everything is a threat again, and like space matters way more. And like you just, you kind of feel this like sense of claustrophobia, this sense of like creeping unease uh, <laughs> that I think adds so much atmosphere. But at the same time, like the controls have been like immaculate. Like even in really good VR games, I feel like there's always that like little bit of like VR fumble where it's like, ah, like. I can't do this like quite as quickly as I could like on a controller or a mouse and keyboard. Like it's not that snappy. Reloading is yeah tricky. You can kind of tell some some shooter devs put more time into it than others. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I feel like, like that's a little awkward. While that is not completely eliminated with RE4 VR, like I am like the way they have everything set up, like how you reload, how you get into the menu, how you like just do everything. Again, not like completely removed from that kind of fumbliness, but like almost completely gone into the point where it's just like, I'm just doing what I want to do as I want to do it, and it's working perfectly. Like, it is tight. Oh, it feels so good. I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Brandon, Like, but have oh, you well, felt that's th- that tightness? Oh, that's the thing. I'm playing in immersive mode, so I have yeah. it all cranked up to just yeah. for me to move and access everything the way, you know, um, the way Leon potentially would. And, uh, yeah, it is – I'm amazed how fast I'm just, like, flying through the environment. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, a little bit of backtracking. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go to a zone and I'll get, like, the new weapon and be like, I should go back and save. You know, just in case. And so, like, I'll go back. <laughs> um, and so just, again, it's like 
there's oh, the, the other thing too is like there's parts where I'll notice where I am and I'll actually like look at the environment. One of the parts that I couldn't stop staring at it hmm. was the waterfall. So you know you like get down and you shoot the blocks and then they yep. line up and then you hop over, yeah. open up the waterfall, all the people go running out and then you go inside. Yep. I stood at the top and just looked down at that area for like five minutes because nice. it's like, look at it. It's like, yeah, there it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I can kind of creep over the edge because that's where the third person camera stops. It's like, no, I can just stare at the thing. Like, before I went on the boat ride, there's a little cliff that goes up and just looks at the lake. And I just, mm-hmm. like, you know, just took it in. And th- that's the crazy thing is that, like, it doesn't look great. It looks like a GameCube game. Like, it looks like, you know, like, they, they've up ah, the textures over the yeah. years. But, dude, I think some good. of the textures are so funny. Like, it looks like you it looks like you took, like, a newspaper from, like, the 80s and <laughs> cut out a picture of a forest yeah. and, like, put it up on a wall. And it's just, like, waving back and forth. But I'm having a blast. Like, I'm so charmed by it. Yeah. So it's like, there. I can't, honestly, I don't think there was a second of this that I didn't enjoy. Like, the entire time I've been playing the game. And I'm at the, the not Leon, but uh, Carlos, I'm at the, the house. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And I think I've tried it, like, six times. Yeah. And, like, I'm... Flame grenade, flame grenade, you know, like flash grenade, shotgun, shotgun, and just getting like overrun. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's gnarly. It's different. I want to see that hedge maze in uh, VR. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Those dogs. Those dogs. It's immediately in the rain when you go back to the church and you meet the dogs for the first time. I'm just slowly like creep around, (laughs) like, no. It's sneaking up on me. I know you're there. It's funny because, like, Again, with that familiarity of, of RE4, it's kind of cool in taking this new format because things that maybe you would take for granted, like, take on this new life, like the Blue Medallions. Like, now, with the, like, previously with the Blue Medallions, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a thing in the game. I just point and shoot. But now it's like, oh, I got to, like, sit Aim there and kind it. of, like, line up the shot. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, not, again, not that big of a deal, but it kind of takes on this new significance. Or, totally. like, the the skull totems, like, yeah. You know, in regular RE4, you just completely ignore them. But if you want, like, you can get there with the knife and just, like, yeah. hit the skull and it'll spin around. Well, puzzles. Like, if, yeah. there's some, if there's, like, a globe that spins, like, in the, yeah. your classic version of the game, it was just, like, up, left, left. And in this, like, you got your hand on it. You're actually, what about, like, like the... Even the the very beginning where you save the wolf, yeah, you you gotta go up there and like put your hands on it and Sick. open it up, and it's just you know it's a little bit yeah. more. What about the uh, like the wells with water? Can you like splash the water at all? That or? would be cool. I think you. I, I mean, you can stuff like you that. Know, water water will take shots, and of course, if you know. Any of you have been to the edge of the dock and shot in the water before you do the boat sequence? <laughs> and that was fun. That was like the end of the. I like got to that point and saved. I'm like, all right, I gotta go to work or do something. I was just like. Oh god! Yeah, in VR, it's very fun. But it it it's funny we're talking about like old VR shooters and like a lot of times I was playing like the earliest VR shooters and being like they're trying. I mean, I maybe wasn't thinking of this specifically, but it's like they're trying to recapture that RE4 magic. They're trying to find like what can we, how can we have kind of like a linear game that takes you through a fun thing mm-hmm. that's dramatic, but you're not taking it too seriously, and it's it doesn't overstay its welcome. And it's like, well, it's RE4, and so it's crazy how you get into VR and like. They didn't change, you know, they added a couple things. There's, like, bats in some places. I'm like, I remember bats right here. Like, maybe I just wasn't, like, focused on that. Mm -hmm. Um, It just fits so well. And one of the only things that is bad is to make it fit and, I think, focus on what they needed to focus on. Anytime, like, a cutscene happens or even, like, catching uh, Ashley is, like, always a cutscene. Like, you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm in a theater, and you watch the thing. Um, yeah. When you move a shelf, it's interesting. The key, you stay where you are, and suddenly Leon moves away from you and like moves it. And then when you let go, you teleport to where he is. Sounds super jarring. Yeah, it is not. It just well, they 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 nailed it. Like 
I, so just there are a couple cutscene moments. I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping. Yeah. The one thing they did do is when you get on Gigante, you're on Gigante. So like, oh yeah, it, he's moving around and you gotta like <laughs> ah, slash it. So I'm like, okay. I Sick. I do kind of agree with you because there are definitely moments where they really take full advantage of of this new form. Like when you get on the the, the communicator with Hunnigan. Yeah. It's so cool because you like actually have this thing and you tap it and it opens up and you see her on this little screen. And it's just like it's just wow. like really That's impressive. Wild. I wish and then when I you wish get it was your camera. <laughs> You when you get to the typewriter, you can act, when like when you to name your save file, you actually like push the things. And then, yeah, and so it's really neat. And so it's it is. I agree with you, Brandon, Sick. that it is a little jarring when it's just like, oh, this is just a cutscene yeah. that I'm watching. All of the sudden, like I, it's like I'm watching a movie screen, or like you know when you do your your kicks or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm watching Leon do this. But it's like a line they drew. Yeah, they were like, it is a, yes. these things we're not going to worry about. And it's like, mm-hmm. great, okay, right. So like, and again, I'm like three hours in. Like you get used to it. You yeah. got like I get oh, to yeah, a door, totally. do or get I get to a sequence to that I remember in the game, and I'm like, okay, I know, I you know, I have an idea how this is going to play out. Yeah. But um, so yeah, there's not really a lot of surprises. It's just. There's stuff I'm noticing. There's stuff. Yeah. I will go into a tunnel or a cave and like look up and be like, "What, dude? Nests? There are nests all over the place in that game, and I've never like really shot these. The I'm like going into the cemetery, right? and it's like, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's a nest before you get in the cemetery," and I was yeah. like, "Cool," and like look behind me, I'm like, "There's another one." Like get a little loot. So there's a lo- there's legitimate like stuff in this game I've played 25 so times. Yeah. That I'm discovering again for the first time because I'm just that. looking up, looking down, like fresh eyes, not moving, and just doing a full 360, like. I don't know if RE4 will ever get old. Like it's like it's like they nailed imp- it. Yeah, it's it's like the first Halo. It's yeah. Every now and then you just like yeah. whoa, what was yeah. happening when they were yeah. making this yeah. game? Like they were just on fire. Pretty perfect. Um, very minor complaint, but I I'm using the teleport controls, and there are times where like you'll run into a corner, and you'll you'll, you'll be like frantic. You're like I'm trying to get away. Yeah, and you like move and it's it will like run into the corner and you'll just like bump up against it and it's like no like clearly just go past it like just go around yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing and so i do get hung up occasionally on things like that half-life but. like nailed that yeah i didn't even think it was interesting i talked to brad and he's like no i played that with full motion controls and it's like i didn't even think about it when i played alex mm. i wish i had gone back and forth but uh, yeah um for the, the it's, full and motion it's, just makes and it's me funny sick. because i booted it up Today and like loaded up a save and like if you're Ashley, I like loaded up the save like okay cool. Oh my god, <laughs> it's just like Ashley right there, you know like ah okay. Um, but imagine like dude in VR like Carlos running up to you like use this yeah and he throws so the ammo like Ksh, grab it like thanks uh, Carlos cool. That's so cool. You put the I got the red nine finally and you put it's like Han Solo's gun and you like put the clips in the top and then you Pops can the heads right off and then you can yep. set the bullet or you can just hit the trigger once and it does this like click and it's like. Feels so cool. It's so satisfying when you're done with it. When you're done with a firefight, and you're like, "Oh, I'm done." Pull the shotgun. Okay, I'm put it. Back. It's it's rad. It's really really great. I but it but it's it like they haven't like smoothed or perfected RE4 in any way. It is RE4. Yeah. It's yeah. just it just shows like what if you make something a good shooter is a good shooter, and so it's fun mm-hmm. to like see it adapted in different mediums. And how many times have I played this game? And it just uh, you know not only holds up, but gets better almost every time I play it. I think Wild. my hesitation going into it was like I'm worried that either A they're going to have to morph RE4 in a way that like makes it work for VR where it kind of compromises what RE4 is or they're not going to do that and it's going to be like too intense and too fast paced for VR to really properly handle and neither of those is true at all like it's just 
it fits like a glove and it's so good and they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they'll do Village next or uh, go back to the well, maybe remake. I mean, even like Code Veronica. I would love like not to a, see the Spencer Mansion in same. VR. Uh, yeah. Even like Code Veronica, like RE4 is a prettier game than Code Veronica, but like, oh, that man, you know, I would love yeah. to walk around that yeah. that world. And Please. so like, Please. that's the thing. We were talking about the, yeah. the combat, how good that is. Like, there are just some, and they know it. In the, in the menu, you start in just one of the churches and it's like, oh, that's cool. The textures, man, I'll grab ammo and zoom in, and it's just this big, beautiful, crisp texture of all the ammo packs. And it's like, I've never even read this. That's a picture of an eagle. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, like, cool. Uh, uh, a photo of Sadler, like the paintings, and just, get, like, really get up close. Like, it's awesome. You see the painting textures? Like, crazy. You know? And then ugly trees. It's a weird It's a weird mix. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it's but it's but funny it's, that you said, like, it looks like a GameCube game, because, like, I see that point but i'm like it just looks like a cleaned up version of re4 which sure. is exactly what i would and want. the lighting's really great the weather yeah. effects are great when the yeah. lightning starts to happen and it starts to rain i mean it's yeah Jesus. it's yeah. just wildly immersive it's very very it cool is. it's a, it, it you're in it but you're also like at a museum you know you're also yeah. you know like pew pew like oh, re4 is great you know like, it's it, fun it's the kind of experience where Comfort. like cozy yeah <laughs> you can you can just sit like it's just it's just fucking fun Dude. like it, yeah. it, it, it's just like the, the the epitome of video game fun. It's like here, put this headset on and just like have a blast. Yeah. yeah. When you when you get because sometimes you the uh, the merchant is just out in the wild, but yeah. sometimes he's like at home. Like you like get you like get to his like especially the, the where you dock the boat and you get around the corner and he's just like you know got all the weapons laid out and everything. And it's kind of the same thing when you talk to Hunnigan. It'll like desaturate the environment. Everything gets a little dark to just focus on you and like the spot where you're standing. And it does that when you're shopping with him. So you go to a different screen, but he's still there. And so it's fun to like be buying stuff and doing upgrades. And he's just like, all right, like <laughs> there the whole time. It's crazy to just look that sucker in the eyes, oh, like yeah. get really close. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's sick. Mm. Um, in a similar vein to Resident Evil 4 VR, and I'm, I'm actually curious to. Uh, bounce my thoughts off of both of you because you're both fans of it. I, it's such a weird story. So I, I uh, Dying Light Platinum Edition on Switch. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll just check this out. I'm at the end of the game now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh, I, I had started and and played like a, a fair bit of Dying Light like a couple of times, and now I'm like finally all the way at the end. Um, and it's a game that, like, every time I play it, I have a greater appreciation for it. Because, like, it's scuffed in so many ways. <laughs> like, it's just kind of a weird, janky game where the story is not that good. And mm -hmm. there's, like, definitely things to complain about and just, like, weird little stuff. But it has, like, so much heart. And I am amazed that the Switch version is as good as it is. Like, I was, like, expecting is it to... Is or no? No. Wow. It's not. No. Um, and it, I mean, it, to say I am impressed is as good as it is, there are still compromises, right? Like, you look at the Switch version, and then you look at another version of the game, and, like, <laughs> there's a clear difference. But in terms of, of, honestly, visuals and performance for what the Switch is, particularly if you're playing it in handheld mode, I have been really, really, really impressed. It's, awesome. um, it's a very portable game. Just yeah. the whole idea of Dying Light's like portability. You know, it's like yeah. just get up, go, go, go. So I imagine playing portably, you know, being maybe being outside, you it, know, kind of fun. It does weirdly work in kind of like a short burst thing because like 
Dying Light is a game where just like going and clearing a safe house, like the act of getting there and like finding your route and parkouring up to it and clearing the area. And if, if, if that's like all you do and you play for 10 minutes and you have to put it down, like that's still a satisfying bit of gameplay. Uh, but yeah. melee combat. The melee combat is so good. So it, fun. It's it's so nice to have a game that emphasizes two different things. And I actually, my, my favorite part of Dying Light is definitely in the beginning where you have nothing and your weapons are trash mm-hmm. and break immediately because like it's a it's a game where like zombies feel like an actual threat you're like okay i'm gonna try to take out like this one zombie with a wrench and then suddenly i'm overwhelmed because like i just don't have the capacity to fight more than one thing and so you learn like it becomes a game of not fighting zombies but like running and jumping over top of them and that yeah. feels so cool. The verticality is like a bit I mean it's you know like a joke term here at Easy yeah. but uh it that's one thing that for all for as much as I love shooters, as much as I love Resident Evil, you know, it's you, you have to kind of wrap your brain around a, the, the linear story that it wants to tell. But, like, at any point, I could just jump over any of these fences and I'm out of here. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. so when, like, you know, Leon or Claire and these people are like, we got to get out of Raccoon City. It's like, you could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could very much do it. You know, it's like a car crashed doesn't mean you're stuck there. Like, you can climb over the car. But, uh, <laughs> but so it's neat to play that, like, it's so scary. It reminds me of just kind of like the floor mm-hmm. is lava as a kid, you know, yeah. to just be, like, up on top of a fence or, like, get up on top of a building knowing like they're just nipping at your heels right there. Yeah. Um a very very fun feeling. And I went like Dead Island Dying Light. Like I like I was so on board for Dying Light because I just played all the DLC and everything for Dead Island. Yeah. Because it was just so much fun to level up and get powerful in that game. And like the more I'm thinking about it now when we're talking, it's just like, yeah, it's all about the stats. It's, it's all about you just you can see that piece that you're carrying. Like yeah. It's so weird because I despise Dying Light. Or Dying Light, Dead Island. Huh. I really? I do not like Dead Island. Huh. I don't. Game bores me to death. But oh, yeah. Dying it's... Light, yeah. I am all in on. I adore that game. I, I would play it anytime. Anyone ask, like, let's play some Dying Light. The city is much but more of an identity. Dead yeah. Island is just. It's uh, so funny because I, I really like Dead Island, but Dead Island is one of those games where it's like, I really enjoy this. Why isn't it better? It's yeah. like the way that I feel about Dead Island. Whereas I feel like. Dying Light is more of a cohesive vision. I feel like hmm. the ideas that they're trying to do come together a little bit more sure. in Dying Light. Um, and that makes it more enjoyable. I, had, I do have an addendum to that, but um, I, I want to talk about the, the, the parkour and the platforming and compare it to something like Assassin's Creed, where like it feels really good in Assassin's Creed and it's fun and... like. I, I love like the breathtaking moments in Assassin's Creed where you climb something huge and you look down and you're like, whoa. But my complaint with like Assassin's Creed style platforming is it's like I feel like I'm not really doing anything. Like I feel like not the anymore, game is taking yeah. Yeah. you know uh That's why I love those early ones. It's yeah. like a puzzle. Right. Yeah. But the the reason why I bring up that comparison is in Dying Light, like starting that game and then like getting to the end you it's a it's like truly a skill that you learn and it's like yeah some of it is automated like he'll actually like automatically grab on the ledge and stuff like that but you i feel like you have to actually put some effort into like routing and being like okay this roof connects to that ledge connects to that beam so fun and like as you get better at that you're able to put those pieces together faster and you feel it like the game allows for that flow Mm -hmm. to kind of come into play you know who also does that every night batman yeah yeah, Doesn't I agree. Sleep. But you kind of so does Iron Man. You kind of look at the I don't know. You just kind of look at the city that way. Like you really start yeah. to memorize. Like oh, I gotta head over there. Oh yeah, my old route. And you get you get right. in a, a yes. mindset of yeah. 
of totally. a runner or whatever they I can't remember what they call them. Freakers. Yeah, runner, runner. Yeah. They call you runner. And I actually, uh, in terms of getting familiar with the city, I think that's a good point to bring up because this game does not have traditional fast travel. So you open up all these safe houses, and you can't just like fast travel the safe houses. They're yeah. like, no, you have to run. And I think that that is such a good same like design decision because it's so essential to what the game is mm-hmm. that if you just like took that out i don't think the game would be as fun i agree 100 um, fast travel can can take me out of a, that's, of a game that's for the sure. thing about open worlds is you you how you shove players kind of back and forth mm-hmm. like right. the, the allowances because i've had some open world games that are like very uh uh immortals phoenix rising is like go anywhere you want at any time it's fine to go you know yeah and it's like no it fits yeah totally but in it can a work. survival game yeah, in a totally. game where you're oh no your fear of heights fear of yeah. no health fear of no ammo fear of night you know, then we need to we need to, you know, restrict you. Or get Red Dead very slow to get places, but I loved it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, yeah, you have to change the pace up. I love the night mechanic, then. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. neat so that cool. they reward so you for, cool. the like, the more you do during the night, yeah. the more you can cash in those points during the day. That's really cool. It's so awesome. My big complaint, and, I'm like, I'm not even sure how against I am with it, like, how against it I am. But it's so weird because about like maybe 50 or 60% of the way through the game, like they finally are like, okay, here are some guns. And <laughs> they they just break everything else that the game is set up. And so like the feeling that I was talking about of like being surrounded with guns, it's just like, oh, okay, like I just pop, 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 all their heads are gone, they're all dead. And like things that were a huge threat suddenly become trivial because like unlike the melee weapons, the guns don't degrade. And I feel like ammo is pretty, pretty plentiful and so it's like it just becomes a completely different Mm. game it becomes a more standard survival game and on one hand it's like kind of nice because it's like okay like i'm at this point like i I feel this power upgrade but at at the same time it also feels like more generic it was like it's such a weird like switch like the game just suddenly transforms with the guns (laughs) in a way that is pretty wild hopefully in two like they go Walking Dead style and like yeah. they run out of bullets. Like bullets are rare. Or you'll just probably start with a pistol and then yeah. Dying Light Two, or you get one very early on and like they'll hopefully balance it out more. Yeah, you, I don't know. Are you gonna play the expansion? I want to the following. Cool. Yeah. yeah, did you play the following? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where you get the Dune buggies, right? Yeah, yeah I'm actually pretty oh, sure. I did Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, really that's good. Right. Remember it's, those trailers? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do that, and they good. they have the Hell Raid thing. And cool. I never did that. Yeah, just the following. Cool. But yeah, it's 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 a game that I keep coming back to, and I keep having this great appreciation for like it's just it's so much fun and like i don't know just it's so much fun like how like yeah it is weird because on the surface you're just like all right you know maybe some ubisoft vibes here right you know far cry meets zombies or something but it just Mm. there's so much more heart to it i don't know it feels it feels like designed with a vision rather than just like Let's check all the boxes. And, yes, and yeah. the, there's well, yeah. there there isn't. Yes, Huber, I think I think you're really uh, hitting the vein because it's like you, you play a lot of games that like have that like aesthetic of like zombies or survival, but it's just like why do I always feel safe? Yeah, yeah. This is like yeah. this is like they they there feels like there's this real drive and this real passion to create that sense of, of panic or struggle or like. 
just a genuine survival yeah. in yeah. a way that's so cool. Yeah. Why do I always feel safe? That why, is the yeah. best thing, I, Ben. Why do I always feel safe? When's yeah. the last time yeah. you were in danger right, in yeah. a Ubisoft game? Right. Ask yourself that. Well, I really like Far Cry 6, God. but it's like right. I'm leading this rebellion and yeah. I'm stronger than like the entire oh, army yeah. that I'm rebelling against. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. Good. yeah. But also climbing. Because you said, right, you know, right, it's, right. it's easier now in Assassin's Creed, but it's also not as scary. Like, if right. I'm scaling something really high or right. every classic every now and then, I'm like, oh, there's the hey, what? And it just didn't register that I wanted to go there, <laughs> yeah. and you just jump. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, like, well, I'll respawn, whatever, you know, I'll be on that screen and run in circles for a little bit, then I'm back in the game. Right. I saw him, uh, Dying Light 2, I saw him, like, do a demo where he was, like, climbing up a tower, and it's like, you know, it's yeah. terrifying. It's like, yeah. well, I'm just going to grab this pole oh. here. And it's like, you yes. know, I yes, bet yes, yes. I would grab that pole and be fine, but there would be a back thing in the back of my head of, like, don't fall. <laughs> like, you are just a dude. You know, about ten yes. stories up right now, and there's just like a brick here that's gonna between you and death. To that point, Brandon, the tutorial of of Dying Light is actually really cool because like you have to go through this test where you're kind of parkouring on this building, and like one of the things that you have to do is you have to like run across this crane, and the that. way that they do the movement is you're like wobbling, and you do you actually feel a sense of like height and like oh god, I don't want to like fall off of this, and yeah. Also, another thing about Dying Light that we didn't mention. Uh, that he's really cool. I think not not all of them, but a lot of the skills are pretty fun and like add new mobility to it where it's like, okay, now you have a drop kick. And it's just like, oh, okay, like that drop completely kick, changes dude. the flow of how I fight things. And it's just like kind of hilarious and like over the top. And it's like douche. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate things like that rather than just like, yeah, you can take more damage. Yeah. You know? Right, uh, something a little bit more static, I guess. So. Two just, has been delayed so many times. Yeah, I no, I that, yeah. Uh, I hope that. I, I well, they, they, it's they, like, they, I'm like stoked yeah. for Dying yeah. Light Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have a whole like web series that's just very tryhard. It's like no, oh, just, no. just oh really? Just, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge budget hosts. They bring the dev here with this dev. It's like you're a host. Yeah. You're not yeah. some like you know outlet. You're the person they paid to ask them these questions. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. But yeah. uh, I bet they just are investing a lot in it. Um, one tiny thing that I'm just realizing now that Dying Light does really well in games mm. like that, Far Cry 5 kind of had it with bunkers and mm. just this community that had to like get the hell out of the way because this huge force came in and took over, is in a lot of fantasy RPGs, it always bums me out. And it's just something I've had to accept in games because it's just it's hard to make games. And I'll talk to someone that's like, please, I don't know where my brother is. My brother's in some cave that's like a 30 second walk from where that person's standing and you even the Witcher 3 like there are moments where it's like I heard the legend of like the thing I'm looking at over there like so it's tough to make a world that's believable Mm -hmm. but in Dying Light and a lot of these survival games it's like when you have these people they're like I need you to go to this place and leave because I can't do backflips over fences like I'm not I'm just not built for that you are special you need to help us Mm -hmm. so when I like get really far away from an encampment and I finish a mission and like look over and see them it's fun to think like all those survivors are just camped up in that house Mm -hmm. and I need to you know I feel like I feel like lip sync has been replaced by open world distance for you Jones (laughs) of just like yo nobody lives there why can this person not go there no because lip sync (laughs) I think people can could and should put effort into it goes a long way where this is you you know I think you'd have to make worlds bigger than as a gamer I really kind of want to have to put up with you know it's like I don't want to have stranding I don't want to have to like GTA 5 people like it's LA I'm like it's a 10 Two percent of LA. You don't want to drive around LA. It takes yeah. forever. You want, you know, a condensed uh, 
uh, world to explore. But um, there's, yeah, there's just something about yeah being capable and helping people in that. It's a I'm really a, good. That's why I'm obsessed with the zombies. That's a really good point. I'm like an Eagle Scout. So the whole idea yeah. of like being prepared, having the equipment that you need for the mission. I like I get so worked up <laughs> with that that's stuff. Cool. I do think the story is kind of a mess. Um, I barely even remember. I couldn't tell it, you honestly. one character. Yeah. This so yeah. So a, a lot of the things that were praising, like I, I, I think a lot of the 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 gameplay and the mechanics are really well thought out and, and contribute to all of the positive qualities that we're talking about. The story like regularly defies that in a way that is super jarring because <laughs> there's there's this big baddie, this kind of like overlord, Rice, and like r- like in this world. Like, you would think the way that you deal with things is, like, we just take care of that problem or we eliminate or we try to be practical about it. He's like, what if I take you to this arena and you have to fight off all of these horrors and then you fight a super big guy and then you become Superman and you somehow defeat all of them and get away from all my security guards? And then, like, a little bit later, he just, like, kind of does the same thing. Like, it kind of becomes, like, (laughs) cartoony and comic booky in a way that flies in the face of... This more grounded, realistic uh, gameplay that that you saw kind of at the very beginning. Of the it game. looks like they're definitely bosses in Dying Light Two, but mm. I wonder if I wonder if that's like a note they really took to heart, and then we're like, okay, Dying Light Two, the story's going to be crazy, and yeah. just bit off way more than they could chew, and so that's why it's you know they have to push things back because they're yeah. like, no, we want to because that factions, kind of yeah. taking down those baddies like in all the demos that I've seen, it's like, oh, here's another one, here's another one. I think they like all the districts like. And I love that. That was uh, the first Ghost Recon open world game. Did that really well. You'd go into a zone, learn about the character you're trying to find for mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and oh, there they are. Got him. And then do it again. Neat. You know what does that better than anything? <laughs> Hitman. It's time to get hot with the sizzle. Um, for this one, I thought, boy, th- I'm really, really curious. I hope we get some, we get some hot takes uh, from you too, because you're both we're all uh, pretty big into horror so I thought it would be interesting and we can go outside of movies you know this can be TV this can be games this can be anything books even um, what is the worst or perhaps better put your least favorite horror franchise least favorite horror franchise I'd have to like get angry at it least favorite horror franchise uh, scary movie. <laughs> Does that count? That doesn't count. No, it doesn't. It's a cheap answer. That doesn't answer. count. But at least I said it out loud. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. Um, Does Twilight count? Yeah. No. But it's so funny. It's I, funny. Dude, I just watched the first it's one funny. like two weeks ago. I'm it's not really even, funny. And like, I w- it did me good. I I'm was laughing like, the entire time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, got, I can start us off. Because I, I, I say this because I love it so much. So this is coming from a deep place of love. Saw. But Saw, like, nah, saw. why would you yeah, go pretty, out of your saw. way? It's saw. pretty cheap. It's probably Saw. No, no, it, it's not the cheapness. It's like you... For me, it's the cheapness. Chris, Chris Rock, <laughs> you, you have Chris Rock. You're like, okay, this is not a Saw sequel. We're going to, you know, we're going to say bold moves. We're gonna, that was fucking bullshit. You made the yeah. most boring movie you possibly could have made. And the twist and everything was so stupid and like paint by numbers that like you you sold it on the promise of like taking the risk and doing something yeah. interesting and you did fucking nothing That's and nice. I hate it. Also, yeah. Jigsaw was super bad as well. So it's like two in a row. Yeah. 
I would yeah. say Saw and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I oh, love sure. the originals. The original is a masterpiece. Like Texas Chainsaw One, I, I I like it a lot, but like I, I really like Saw One, and and basically I just like the first of those franchises, yeah. and then everything after mm-hmm. is just like why, mm-hmm. why? Because like even like. I know you're not big on Insidious, but like I like the Insidious follow-ups and like Paranormal Activity. Like I like the follow-ups, and it's just yeah. like it's like Saw and Texas Chainsaw are so huge. They're like mega icons, but like personally, I think everything that's come after the original is just not good for both of those. Um, I might put my hat on Paranormal Activity because that's that that's the, because that's I love the one. Paranormal. Oh, dude, so do I. That's the th- that's the thing about horror is like I put it. You know, would you like some bad horror? Like. <laughs> Please, um, um, so I will t- totally watch it. But like, um, I think I remember. I mean, I was not into the first paranormal. Uh, the first paranormal activity, mm. like when there was credits, I was like, Man. I'm not gonna get those two hours. Seen in the me. theater and theater. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Really? No, dude. The, Shocking. The, the the woman in that movie was oh. terrible. Like, <laughs> dude, I laughed. Brandon, when that cut to credits, Damn. I was laughing out loud. Oh. Not to be like obscene. Not to yeah. be like Robert De Niro and Cape Fear. Like, legitimately, like. <laughs> Sorry, like she looks like it looks hilarious. That's yeah. the problem with horror. It's it's a it's a razor's edge, man. Yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. I'll forget. I, I'm sorry. This is just a funny story because you said <laughs> yeah. we can bring in other mediums. Yes, I'll never forget this moment. I saw Dracula at El Camino College here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it was a cool production. They did some really cool effects. But there was one moment where Dracula came in through a window, <laughs> oh, God. and he pushed open the window door, and it bounced back. <laughs> and he put his hand up and caught it and pushed it open again. So like nothing broke, nothing. Yeah. There was no clang. There was no like costume getting caught. But it was over. It was. I was like, anything you're gonna do for the next hour and a half, it's you're done. Shattered. Because yeah. you have to maintain that you know illusion. You have to string me along the whole time. Um, so yeah, it's tough. That's really funny. When stuff like that gets taken out. And so I think Paranormal Activity. I was so interested. I was so into Blair Witch when it first came out because I was a film major at the time. And yeah. so it was just like porn. Like it was like, oh, that's such a great idea. Why did I think of that? Like, and so Paranormal Activity came along. And you're like, again, it's so cheap and genius. And every time I would see one, it's like, I, I feel like there's so much more you could do with this. And like none of them did. You know, like even Cloverfield was like, almost. Like you can. That's I feel so like you funny. Can really slam dunk this concept. It's just nothing. Because I, I had the exact same experience because I. I didn't see Paranormal Activity until later, but by the time that I had seen it, it was my senior year of high school, and I haven't seen it since then, but it was, like, so hyped up, and people mm-hmm. were like, oh, this totally. is so cool, and it was huge, and I, I watched it, and I was like, this is so lame. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just had that experience, and it was so negative that I have not gone back to the series since that first watching. So I would like to challenge myself and yeah. see, like, upon rewatching, like if I could appreciate it. the newest one was... The only one I don't like, and then mm. now they have like it's like kind of secret, like it's shrouded in mystery. But they have one coming out on Paramount Plus or Pika, one of those oh, streaming God. things. I saw that, right, right. There's like a new one coming out, yeah. and like n- there's no details. Everyone is like, is this a sequel? Is this a prequel? Is this a yeah. re? Like, what is going on? Because I so. love Blair Witch. I think yeah. Blair Witch is fantastic. But yeah, yeah. I, I need to. I should I should make a mental note and rewatch Paranormal One. 
I love but it's it. kind of you know it's like it happens in games when like a new genre comes out or somebody really like does some RE4 you know like does something Spider-Man 2 for PS2 you're just like oh neat I can't wait to see where this goes and then it's just kind of like all the found footage things were like yeah. blah you know what's is found foot you know what's uh, VHS is like I, think, I need to watch VHS I think it's my favorite the new one is good there is there is specifically a 10 minute chunk of VHS that is some of the wildest love gnarliest VHS. horror that Hell even yeah. going back and knowing exactly what's going to happen it's chilling. I mean, it's some really cool stuff. Yeah. And it has that kind of cabin in the woods funny vibe too, totally. where you're like kind of that doom, like, ha, 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 you know, just like, this is so intense. Totally. It's, yeah. I I, I didn't like I, viral, but I like one and two I think it was a like a year or two ago. I was like, oh yeah, that one. And it's like in Japan. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if that one Japanese part in the first VHS holds up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, Sick. So crazy, Huber. I, I think that. it's another classic case of expectations, where it's Dude, like when when was, everybody I want to talk about that next. When, when everybody is yeah. like, "Oh, this is the new big horror thing." Yeah. Like you go in with, yep. like you you want that to happen, and so you're you're not able to, I think, appreciate it on a on a smaller level. But totally. now that the hype is it's dead a, and buried, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a franchise, right. you know. But when you saw Paranormal One at the time, for me yeah. at least, it was just like fresh and yeah. new there were no expectations mm-hmm. and that can just kill like a horror movie for me at least when everyone is just like hyping it up hyping it up hyping it up yeah well that's why it was interesting we ranked we, t- we did tear maker for horror franchises and yeah. it was so tough to think about how i feel about all of it mm-hmm. because it's like every time a new image would go up i'd be like i love the first one yeah. <laughs> like every time you know yeah. it's like yeah. you know um yeah horror is so <laughs> interesting to me because it's like one of the only things where I can enjoy it even when it's just awful. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know if we have the capacity to get into it here, but like Halloween Kills, I don't think is a good movie. It's bad, but I loved it. But oh I God. yeah, but I had a great yeah. time. Right, right. But it's like I could sit here and yeah. like be like, this was bad. This was yeah. bad. This was bad. This was bad. Yeah, I would be back. You yeah. know, I'm gonna be there yeah. day, day one. one. <laughs> yeah, it's right. One. And I, I I love that. I think it's good yeah. to have those things in your life that Hell you can yeah. enjoy in spite of themselves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, think yeah. it's like, I think it's like the fourth or fifth Chucky where he's in like a grave and she's got a revolver. And he's like, come on, hit me. I come back. I always come back. And then the music cuts out and he's like, but dying is such a bitch. <laughs> shoots him. It's like, there's a movie that understands yeah. what's going on. Nice. Oh, that's very fun. It's a fun genre. I don't want yes. this month to be over. That's so much fun. Man, I'm I... watching some creepy shit. I'm almost done watching the entire Halloween franchise and like Child's Hell Play yeah. is like, on the list. It's Watched very Hellraiser the 1 and 2 one last night. Uh, that's a fun. Which one? one? Hellraiser 1 and 2. Oh my God. Hellraiser. I, yes. Yeah. I like yes. how 2. I, I don't think I've ever seen 2. And two? I like how yeah. 2 just. Yeah. You know, picks I, think, up. I think 2 is good. Bunch of characters come back and. Yeah. It. Creepy. Hellraiser 1 and 2 have just like excellent vibes. <laughs> like just. They're the, just so no. There's those are like gnarly movies. Yeah, first yeah. One. yeah, they are directed by a person. Yeah, <laughs> like it, we're, you talk about like a tourship and it's like, what's the role of a director? It's like, yeah. watch that. And that was a guy. Good call. With uh, yeah, who wanted to make a weird movie and he did. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this sizzle's brought to you by some wonderful shout out to your patrons. If you want to find out more, go to Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. If you want to be shouted out on our various wonderful podcasts, we have quite a few of them. Uh, I was thinking for this one, after I say the sponsors, pick a guardian. Pick a guardian. Pick okay. a guardian. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see who you pick. Uh, all right. Shout out to... Oops. Hold on one second. Shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, 
and Nick. Shout out! Oh, that was good. Wasn't I supposed to? Yeah, say you, it. You, you said that's you, how I'm. That's how Groot would say. Yeah, shout out. Oh, say it. Say shout out like the Guardian. Well, no, that's, that's, how that's how he would do it. That's how he would do it. Yeah, yeah. You did it. You nailed it. Woo. Yeah, you did it. That's the thing about you, Hubert. You stick the landing and you don't even realize yeah. you did it. Yeah. Unintentional you, you stick. Yeah, that land perfectly. Yeah. You're like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's funny? I didn't realize this uh, until we were doing the sizzle. But five out of the six games that we're talking about are. Either Halloween or horror themed, yeah. And so the next one is uh, Alan Wake Remastered, which I have not had a chance to dig into, but boy, I've really wanted to. It's thank you for reminding me. The moment RE4 VR is over, Uh, (laughs) that that you've been digging into it. Obviously, a big fan of Alan Wake. How does it hold up? It holds up because I've seen people say that it doesn't. It holds up. Not as much as I would have liked it to, though, admittedly. Mm. You know, like the first one, or the back when I first played it, when it came out in 2010. It's that old now. Yeah, Jesus. Um, I feel that 11 years, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, sure. <laughs> that tracks. One of, one of my favorite games of all time at the time I played it. You know, I loved Remedy. Of and all I, time. Of all, I, I was obsessed yeah, with I like Alan Wake It's it atmospheric, out. and it has, yes. I, like, if you'll permit me for time, there's one moment in that game that will stand forever. That yeah, I was, is it? I, I remember finishing and... It's probably not what you think. It's very subtle. It's a, oh, it was just, the gas station? Uh, no. It was the, ra- the, the yeah. Lodge is what sticks out to me the, with that game. Yeah. You're listening to a guy in a radio the entire time, and you Pat, you get to the radio station. You meet the guy. And it was like, oh, oh it's Pat a guy. And like, he's talking like right when you walk into the room, kind of GTA Five style. Mm, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's. Ta- I was just hearing, oh, he's cool. a He's incredible. And in terms of like open world incredible. connection, that just kind of synced the map for like, me. And I was being, like, nice. Jones, dude, fuck. Being out in the woods and like flipping on the radio you find, and he's just like, beautiful night tonight. <sighs> but you leave the radio. Yeah. So it's not like the nope. radio shuts off. Yeah. Like you, you got to. Play the game, so you got to yeah. keep moving, and then just slowly his voice yeah. gets quieter and well, you quieter. You wait for the music. When well, you wait till he goes away, then you walk away. But it's just just that sound, <laughs> yeah. the loneliness yeah. you feel. Like time to totally. go back into the woods. You know, got to get yeah. there. You think of him being yeah. all cozy at the radio station, you know, and, right. and just the it's just so absorbing this game. Yeah. But there's a couple things, you know, that are different this time. One is visuals. You know, it's remastered, but like. I just kept thinking about technology and video games and graphics and how they age. Mm -hmm. When this originally came out, like the visuals contributed to being one of my favorite games of all time at the time because Mm -hmm. it was just so gorgeous. Like the lighting and just like dark versus light, like running and escaping into the light was just a feeling I had never felt. (laughs) You know, you felt so vulnerable, but then like safe as well when you would get there. And it looks good now, but, like, obviously not that good. You right. know, when it came out, it was mm-hmm. just, it, it was up here, and now it's, you know, an 11-year-old game. It's aged. So that can't pull it up, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the visuals now can't, like, raise the entire experience like it was back then. It's so funny because I, I wonder how much tone has to do with that because, mm-hmm. like, playing... Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, for instance. Yeah. Uh, you know, old looking game originally mm-hmm. came out on the Dreamcast. Yeah. But the to- the <laughs> the dialogue is so 
overwhelmingly corny yeah. that it kind of fits. Yeah. And so, you know, Alan Wake, where it is trying, Very not, not always, but yeah. it is trying to be right. more serious and yeah. spooky. And yeah. It was weird because I think about, you know, Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil Remake, which are mm-hmm. older, but like still look phenomenal in their own way of all time so it was just it was like a weird just weird i guess maybe when you're going for realism i don't know there was there was more to think Mm -hmm. about i I was like i don't have a fully formed idea but there's something about the way visuals (laughs) age yeah that can be for better or worse and in this case it's just like it's not as powerful as it once was Mm -hmm. um but the other one the other perspective is i've played control now Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, you know, the Well, and in terms of like movement in control and just action, yeah. Yeah, but just the lore and the context oh, sure. and like what is going on right. now is completely different. I look at this oh, game wow. with an entirely cool. different lens. So that's been so fun. Mm-hmm. connecting all the dots, That's putting cool. the pieces together. You know, I've not played Alan Wake 1 in so many years, so it's like a, a brand new playthrough uh, in a lot of ways. So so that has been just just so fun, just connecting it all. And... I, I also remember being charmed by, like, it's a shooter, mm-hmm. but, like, your arsenal's not flashy, yeah. you know? And even, like... Something like Resident Evil is like you get a rocket launcher eventually and yeah. you're chucking grenades and stuff. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. I just remember kind of that Last of Us. Like I just remember yeah. like there's something about a revolver in Last revolver. of Us and Alan Wake that just you, like, you really feel good. the impact of those shots. You really savor every last bullet that you have. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, the combat holds up. It becomes familiar pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, you shine your light on them, you shoot them a couple times, you move on. Uh, that kind of plays the same way. Throughout, you know, as games have been, been been getting more complex, more advanced over the years, like that is really simple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but still effective, like you know, running from one light to the next, or like, all mm-hmm. right, time to leave this safety of this light, and then a lot of shadow yeah. people just come <laughs> at you in the woods. Like that is still such a powerful feeling in that game, and just the sense of place. The you know, the very first act. You're standing on a cliff and you're like, yo, I got to get to that gas station for help. And it's like, you have to get there, you know, and you really feel that journey. And when you Mm -hmm. get there, it's all lit up. You feel. I I compare it to Last of Us, which did a really good job. And two as well. But like, I I remember noting it when I played Last of Us. I'm like, wow, that's fun when they point at stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, when they notice, like, okay, let's take a breather. You see that? That's where we're going. And then you get there and like, oh, cool. I just, thank you. I thought of Naughty Dog. It just, it, it, yeah. It's like I'm immersed the whole yeah. time, but then it really, like, I put my seatbelt on in that moment. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought in Naughty Dog a bunch trip. of times when I was playing this, like, they clearly looked across the aisle to Remedy. You know, they they love storytelling in video games, cinematic storytelling. Mm-hmm. And there were just so many times where I was like, oh, you know, the way the characters are walking around talking or, like, the way the set piece is going down. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, lot of Naughty Dog vibes in there, for sure. Um. You compared to Control, which I think is interesting because something I think that is so effective about Control is how, despite how abstract it is, how much like the world of Control feels like a singular place where it's all kind of like seamlessly blended together. I think about Alan Wake and just like, oh yeah, they're just like thermoses to collect. And I could see it being a feeling like more sectionalized (laughs) and less um, cohesive than something like Control. Is that true? Yeah, those are whatever, the thermoses, but 
Finding the radio broadcasts really sucks you in. And my mm. favorite, of course, Night Springs. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. I did not appreciate these when I was in college when this game came out. Really? I, I, yeah. I, I liked them. I watched yeah. them. I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I was probably just a little more serious, a little more like, no, I got I to gotta go. I got to Gotcha. I don't have time for this. That's so you funny. know. That's now so funny. I'm just like, yo, give me the lore. Like, let me watch these. And every time yeah. now, I just like post up and watch one. They're so good. <laughs> Look at that. Out of everything in this replay, I have a way like a newfound appreciation yeah. for the Night Springs TV show. Mm. That just <laughs> it's such off. a funny staple of that dev. It's they so just gotta they gotta bring weird video I into know. everything. <laughs> and like, I know. And it, yeah, sometimes Man, it works. Yeah. Remedy just like. Wears their heart on yeah. their They're sleeve. having fun. They're having like, fun. Yep. Yeah. They're making lots of things that they believe in yeah. like, really, really passionately. Yes. Uh, really excited to get to the DLC because mm. I, I didn't never do played the DLC it. either. I never yeah. played it. Yeah, yeah. American. No, 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 not that. The There's, signal yes. and the writer. Yes. It's right, right, two, right, right. Wait, are, I'm actually. I might have actually played this. Yeah. I, I never played remember. it. So that's going to be fun. Cool. Playing. Brand new content for me in an 11 year old game. Like, that's always such a fun feeling of, like, oh my God, I never played this part of this game. Are they segmented in the menu or do you have to do it all in the menu? It's in the menu, yeah. You can do special one and special two. I wish they bundled, just for the sake of Mm -hmm. completeness, American Nightmare in there. I agree, 100%. Because I. Played some American Nightmare, but I didn't. Blood hates that game. Yeah. Blood gets all incensed whenever I mention it. Very mad. Not as good as, as the main Breakage. game, but yeah. yeah. Um, one one criticism I hope Remedy is watching or, or the, the devs on this, a um, big, big criticism is quality of life stuff here. When you finish an episode, you know, I, mm. I, I, I do an episode a night. I've done five episodes, so I played it over like five mm. nights, you know, I have a couple more. When you finish an episode, there's no way to go back to the main menu. Episode ends, <laughs> it immediately goes to... Previously on Alan Wake. Oh man, you gotta have gives the... me the recap and then like shoots me into the next episode and like auto saves. So then every time I come back in, it's like already at the start, you know. And it's like, yo, let me freaking go back to the menu. Right. So next time tomorrow night when I pick this up, I can get the recap and the yeah. fresh start. So patch that. I never really thought about it, Huber, but the <laughs> like getting to the end of a chapter or an episode or whatever and yeah. being like, "Would you like to save?" Yeah. is like such a good yeah. feeling. And I, I saving I, continue, I saving I quit. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I ever really appreciated it until you were talking. I'm actually yeah. playing a game right now that I can't talk about just yet that does that, and it's perfect for it. Yeah. Where you're like, "All right, like I see feel you next good. time. See yeah. you next time. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put you away for right now. Yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. So I wish for they sure. did that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I'd Man, say overall it holds up. I, I would say it. as a remaster, though, if you have access to the PC version, yeah, it's, I do. It's cheaper, and I don't think there's really enough here to warrant mm. thirty bucks mm. if you already own it or or, or the or, PC version. Yeah. Like the remaster, solid. It brings it up to sixty. The cinematics are still in thirty, so that can be really jarring. Um, mm. No, like HDR like and ray tracing. Standard. Which would be such a showpiece with the lighting in this game. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a bare bones remaster. So it depends on how big a fan you are. I could but see Remedy like dropping that just next year out of nowhere. Totally. Like we did it, we figured it out. Like, oh. Yeah. A few months down the line. Nice. Like, well, maybe I they wanted to get so. out before Halloween or whatever. Mm. Patch it later on. But yeah. something, to, something to note. Uh, 
less serious, but still in the spirit, is costume quests. Yay! And I, right, I uh, yeah, I was like, Brandon, what do you want to talk about? And I was not expecting this, and so it's it's a cool thing that you're bringing, Brandon. Uh, well, we can do. Yeah, I finished Costume Quest two. I'm still working my way through Costume Quest one. If I could seriously get to like October 30th, I'm gonna just like phone off the hook, tell everybody, like, I gotta finish the, you know, it's like a goal I set for myself this month. Because <laughs> I never did finish Costume Quest, I got stuck at one point, and it, um, I'm, you know, reading all these, like, scary books, or just, you know, not scary books, but, like, Halloween-themed books with Milo, like, I'm just so crazy in the season. And so, like, right at the beginning of the month, I'm like, I need something, and it's always been the it, Castle it, Crashers. There's some yeah. games, like, I've never finished. It's so funny that you said, like, because the way that you started that is you're like, I'm reading these Halloween books, and in my head, I'm like, Oh man, Jones is going through like these Stephen King epics. Right, 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 yeah. And so like now I'm vi- yeah. envisioning you Goose reading bumps. like it yeah. to Milo. <laughs> yeah. I'm in book three of the Dark Tower with yeah. him, and yeah. he's, he doesn't understand any of it, but he will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's nice to play something that's just very classic, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like the worst thing about Costume Quest is it is extremely bare bones, but it it's a kind of game that you should you know be able to play in a short amount of time and mm-hmm. you know not have to invest a ton in. Um, but yes, for anybody that hasn't played it, your um, sister gets kidnapped by goblins, and you have to go around and check all the different houses. And some people are like, "Oh, hey, what's up? Here's candy." And then the candy's like XP in the game, and you can use it to like buy stuff. And if they're not, there's a goblin. You got to fight them. Turn based. You start out as ju- you become what you are going on Halloween as as a robot, and then you later get like a character, and you get more people in your party later. Um, and you have like a special ability, pretty straightforward. There's some there's some fights that are actually kind of tricky. It was very clear, like I have to do a very specific thing. Like there is an order. <laughs> like I do not have a lot of wiggle room here mm-hmm. in terms of what like I can do. Um, there's not like stats or buffs or anything. It's just like nope, I got to do that big attack so I can take out that one guy. But there's so much charm to it. It's double fine, um, and there's not a lot of games where you go trick or treating. Like there's a lot of games that have Halloween in it and have right. like Halloween as the backdrop, um, but it's uh, there's it's really fun. There's one gal who's walking around as a witch and you go talk to her and she's like, I prefer the term Wiccan, and like that's all she says. But it's just I love I love that vibe. That Assassin's Creed Valhalla quest, Jones. You do that one. You remember that? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. And I didn't even I wish I had that saved. And I didn't even realize where I was because oh, I got to that so zone and I was like, stream. "Oh, this area is great." And I'm like walking past jack o' lanterns, yeah. like, la, la 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 la. And then yeah. I finally yeah. they were like, "It's oh. time for the harvest pes- you know, yeah. festival of pumpkins." I was like, "Oh, that's how." Oh, it's how. I'm such <laughs> I was standing here the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's just such a great. I'm playing it on the Epic Game Store, and it uh, it's just such a it's such an easy way, you know, to to celebrate to the celebrate. season and totally. um, just a lot of fun NPCs and like I said, it's got a. A little bit of difficulty to it. You could probably flex uh, anybody who plays a lot of turn-based RPGs. Probably be like, oh, p- oh, pish. So that, that's actually my I can question. Breeze through this is is as I've gotten older, I've had a deeper appreciation for complex battle systems, and like that that becomes like kind of a driving force for me in, in terms of my interest for role-playing games. And like on one hand, like having a simple, straightforward, breezy. RPG, turn-based RPG sounds satisfying, but then there's also like a piece of me in the back of my mind where I'm like, am I going to get bored of it? You know, right. Like, does it does it do enough to keep your attention, I guess? Yeah, I think it's quick enough. I just think, and it, it, specifically the difficulty I remember, there's like uh, active, you know, like you set up the spell, but then there's like a sweet spot. Yeah. And like in one fight, it's like, if you miss those, you're going to lose this fight. Like cool. you have to, <laughs> like, just, like just this once. Um, yeah, it just doesn't, you can just kind of feel... 
the vibe of the world in terms of like when you do these fights because it's not just the fight like you go up to a door and it's like oh trick or treat and you're like I don't I don't know and it's always like scary whatever it is yeah. Yeah. so even if it's just a normal person it's like Duh! and they show up and they're like here's some candy and you're like okay cool <laughs> and it's funny because like if it's a goblin they're like I was watching a, my favorite soap opera and you're like well let's fight um, and so that you know that kind of you know, chuckling going into something does a lot for yeah. you just to be like well I'm not really going to strategize here or there's not really a question like to what I can do sure. strong um, Saturday morning cartoon vibes oh yeah 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 he's strong but um, yeah when you uh when you go to their house, they like shut off their lights, you know, because so you can track like how many houses that you've been to. And um, there's just a great kind of goofy peanuts, you know, but like a little racier kind of vibe with all the kids. Um, like there's one, <laughs> there's, there's like a whole gang of kids that dresses up as Abraham Lincoln and you have to learn the password. And then when you learn the password, you can tell them all. I think it's like the Emancipation Proclamation or something. And then they all move. And uh <laughs> like you like if I bump into one of the guys or like hit him, he's like, Oh he says I'm like Lincoln quote. He's just like, Can't we all get along to get through this strife? And so there's just that kind of like bonkers vibe. There's one yeah. kid dressed up as a skeleton named Brandon and I got like a screenshot of him. Nice. Like, nice. nice. Good to see you, Brandon. But uh instant jolly Halloween yeah. but yeah, effortless Halloween vibes. And I actually yeah. did get uh like went through the neighborhood and then I like got to the mall and that was like just a great like done. That was like two hours of the game. Cool, I'll come back and you know. Get Stranger Things season three vibes at the local mall. Yo, God, I love that game. Season Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things three, the game is so good. Don't skip it. And uh, yeah, what one camera angle? So just really easy to. You get roller skates at some point, so you can just you know that's like your robot ability. When it comes to games, I try not to skip as much as humanly possible. It's impossible right now. And there's still like. A mountain of things that I missed. I mean, he said the word Alan Wake, and I was like, oh, Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I did it. I did a an editorial for Cup of Jones where I really rattled them all off. I went console by console. Yeah. I was like, Oh, here's look at all this crazy stuff. I downloaded uh, just for kicks. I'm like, I'm probably not going to play this. Downloaded Deadlight, which is like a platformer, side-scrolling platformer. You jump around the zombie apocalypse. Downloaded Victor Vran, the like Diablo-esque game. Downloaded. Uh, Sinking City I own on like three consoles. I've never played it. Yeah. I own it on Switch, the, PlayStation 5, and PC. I scrubbed down on that one. <laughs> like, the, the most depressing thing so my jam, is when you like Darkest Dungeon? Like never install a game that's like 100 gigs and you're like, yeah, I'm going to play this. <laughs> and then like you forget about it in a month yeah. later without like ever hitting the play button. You're just like, ah, I got to uninstall you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so oh, much. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There's an embargo I have, just FYI, that like almost made Frame Trap. I was like, oh, it's like two, three, three. Hey, I got away. one of those too. And I've beaten it. The review is written, and I love this game, and I yeah. can't say a word about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm in a somewhat similar position. Yeah. Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about, I, <laughs> I've just been putting so much time into it still that I feel like I have to, but we don't have to spend a ton of time. I cannot quit. Dead by Daylight. I can't do it. <laughs> like it's great. Yeah, I love no, it. I love how much you love Dead it, by Daylight, dude. Mm-hmm. Like just because a it's me and b because of this job and c as we just said, there's so many things competing for my attention. Like even if I get really into a game, like a multiplayer game, like I I just can't spend that much time on it. Like you know, a month or a couple months, like at most, I've been playing Dead by Daylight. Like, pretty constantly, for the most part, for, like, a year or two years. What I don't even know gains? how long it's been. What's so, that? like, what do you have... I mean, this this sounds <laughs> off-putting, but, like, what do you have to show for it? The you know, like, way what that did you phrase get- that is... What's- 
<laughs> what are you kidding at? <laughs> Your games. Well, but like, what do you, what do you yeah. have in that game that you got from that playtime, and not necessarily like money I could spend right now? Is there is there a uh, so, so you're asking, like, there? Is, is the essence of your question, like, why is it having such a hold on you? No, literally monetarily. Like, is oh. there any, like, is there, like, an experience level, or is there something... Is there a battle pass? Is it easier for you oh. to terrorize people because you've you had to yeah. put this much time into it? Or is it something that I could just drop 200 bucks and get caught up to you and... Oh, Or, like, well, I also got all those emblems, too, or whatever. I mean, yes and no. So... To get into the monetization, there is a battle pass. Mm. They're constantly refreshing, and you can pay to uh, get caught up on the battle pass. Um, so there's that, but and there's like a bunch of cosmetics that you can buy, but you're not like buying skill. And so I think that that is that is why it has been so interesting for me. Is I've when I, last year really I like would only play Survivor, but now I've been really getting into Killer, and that's my favorite thing to play. And like the Killers are all so different. So just because you like spend time and get good with Leatherface, that doesn't mean you can play Nurse for shit. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, it becomes an entirely different game and it really is like so skill focused and it's crazy. Like it's gotten to a point where I can immediately, like if I'm playing Survivor, like in the first five minutes, it's like, okay, this is a good team, this is a bad team. And like, there is so much skill that goes into each individual action. So speaking about Survivors, it's like, Having map awareness, like knowing where the generators are, knowing like when to commit to an action like repairing or when to flee or like how to properly loop a killer or like realizing like, okay, this person is being chased. So I need to go and like save this other person and like what all the various perks do and being like, okay, like this killer is running this build. So this is how I counteract it. And it's like the it's like the skill ceiling like is so immense that I'm like after like what I think probably hundreds of hours in this game like I'm still learning all the time like yeah like you know I don't have to tell you that Resident Evil's amazing you know it's like I, so anytime I slight Resident Evil Hubert gets a little rustled sometimes but yeah. like there are moments in in village where like you have to go somewhere and hide and like mm-hmm. it was actually kind of boring in repeat playthroughs so I was like okay I'm in the closet do mm-hmm. the okay have you left yet okay now I can go and do the thing and in a lot of ways like in survival horror like it's hard to capture that magic because there's two options here it's going to catch me and I failed or it's going to walk past me and I'll get through this area dead by daylight has like captured that cinema like you know, yeah. just like, oh, yeah, totally. he's right there. And I yeah. think he's, he did. He walked away. Okay, phew, I got it. Like, yeah, Jones. Effortlessly. Like, whenever we've played a multiplayer, like, that's never not there. Yes. Like, some matches go quickly or, you know, but, like, it's it's harrowing. Like, they, it's yeah. so funny. Like, and you were talking about knowing the villains. Like, you got to mm-hmm. know that as a survivor, too. Like, if you don't know how their abilities work, yeah. you're toast. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely toast. Yeah. And, like, um, it doesn't it doesn't happen to me all the time, but totally. Like, there will be moments where it's like, Oh my god, like Ghostface just popped up out of nowhere and like it'll get me. And it, it it's like it happens just rarely enough that it feels special. And like that's the other thing is this game has been going for so long now and it's so popular that like it is like the it, this is such a lame way of describing it, but it's true, the Smash Brothers of horror. Like totally. it is I- so Totally. Fucking yeah. cool yeah. to be walking around this like immaculately realized multiplayer version of the RPD. And like <laughs> Nemesis. How, yeah, Nemesis. And he just like the little Wait, touches is it's like, oh, he just like throws them onto the yeah. hook with one arm. <laughs> like other killers have to like lift them off of their shoulder and like yeah. put them on. He's just like <laughs> oh, it's so cool. The and the music. If the rights weren't so stupid with Friday the 13th, like, let's get I think I read there. something Come recently on. where it's like, now it's possible. 
God. Like something happened with the rights where they. No. Yeah. I, That's why there hasn't been a movie in so long because it's just a battle. The, 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 it, it is the one yeah. thing the that is last missing. Piece. Is, I also really think it'd be funny if they put Chucky in there somehow. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, I agree. Jason, Jason uh, is. Chucky running around. Yeah, no. You're yes. slower, but you're like impossible to you're see. You're attacking yes. people's so like, legs. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so like, like, if I know you're close and like look over the waist high wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like you climb up onto the waist high wall. Oh, that'd be so sick. And like to to get back to like the specialness of this game, like obviously, you know, playing as Pinhead or playing as as Nemesis or playing as Leatherface or Freddy or whoever it is, like obviously that's cool. And I think for the most part they're they're extremely well realized. But like the characters, particularly the killers that are original characters, are in many cases just as fun. If not more fun yeah. than a lot of the the licensed stuff, like they're they're really really cool. Did like I... the plague, where it's like, oh, I just vomit on people <laughs> and like can infect things, and it's just like she's her design is so cool, right? And it's like, oh, this is a totally original character. Yeah, yeah. Did I link that in Slack the Fort for Honor crossover? You did. Okay. Yeah, I don't actually don't fully the, understand that. They added like the main. Killer from the box of Dead Trapper, by Daylight. in For Honor. In yes. For Honor, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't really understand the trailer either. I saw there were hooks in the match, though. Like, they were throwing That's people so cool. onto I, the hooks. I really want to try that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love that there's, like, always something to work for. I really love right now. So, like, they just had a new Survivor, and they're having this Halloween event. And it's like they have this special, I guess, a quick way to explain it, like, there's challenges that you can work through, and it's essentially this web. And they have a special one for Halloween where it's like, oh, if you do it, you know, you have a limited amount of time to do it. You get this really sick witch outfit for the nice. new survivor. You get this insanely awesome, like, you, it's like you see the muscles of the doctor thing. And it's just <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's a fun event. Yeah. I feel compelled to get through this. And like, it's all it takes. Yeah. And the, the daily challenges, like, I think, really push you out of your comfort zone where it's like, oh, try to survive with the survivor that maybe you've never played before. Yeah. It's like, I'm only level one, but it'll be a fun challenge or yeah. this killer that you've never played before. And so it's like, it's just like, my wife and I say to each other, like, why are we not sick of this? Like, we, <laughs> we can waste entire days just playing it. And it's so, <laughs> so much fun. And like, the, my annoyance with Dead by Daylight is like, it's kind of buggy to a point that is like infuriating. So they released this new survivor, Damn. right? And it's like, okay, cool. I'm excited. I bought this new survivor. She's she, her design is so sick. And they're just like, uh, we just like disabled this one of her perks. <laughs> yeah. You just you just can't like you just can't use it right now. And it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah. Like <laughs> bought this person. Yeah, like I'm I'm excited about this person. I bought this person and like one of her powers is just broken and it's disabled or it isn't working or something. And it's just like, this shouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, don't want to spend too much time on it. I know I've, I've gushed about Dead by Daylight before, but I think it's just kind of remarkable that like, it's still going. I want to play it right now, dude. Like at the cost of like so many other things, it's crazy. Uh, but nothing will come at the cost of the Hotake. I'm not even sure that makes sense. Um, but I want to talk about February 2022. Hmm. <laughs> and the question of this Hotake is, is too many games coming, too many, you know, potentially great games coming out in a month a bad thing? So I'm not even, this list isn't even all of the games coming out in February 2022. It is just some of them. February 4th, Dying Light 2. Hmm. February 17th, King of Fighters 15. February 18th. 
Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. February 22nd, just on this day, Destiny 2 Witch Queen, Monarch, and Sifu. Three days later, February 25th, Sifu. Elden Ring and Saints Row. Elden Ring. And then at some point in February, uh, Evil Dead, the game. Now, I realize yeah. that, Sorry, like... Sorry, Saints Row. <laughs> you know, they're... they're Sorry, everything. There but. are different markets for different games, and, like, not everybody wants to play everything. But, like, every game on this list I, I have, like, at least some curiosity mm. about. And it's like, there's no way. Like, there's yeah. there's no way to play all these things. And obviously, you can play them later, but the, it begs the question, like, is this just cannibalizing uh, these games? We have such... An embarrassment of riches. Yeah. It is out of control with how many good video games there are. And before this year, I think it bothered me, you know, because I want I want to play everything. I want to, you know, there's so many things I want to play. So it would bother me. It was just too much. You know, you feel like you're missing the boat. You know, mm. if something big comes out, the yeah. boat sails. But this year, I'm changing my tune. Because I think now, this year, this is the year of eights and nines. This, to me, is one of the best year of video games in the history of the entire medium. I, I'm not hyperbolic. It's way better than people have been giving it credit I am for. not being yeah. hyperbolic. I, there has not been a, a Witcher or a Bloodborne or right. whatever. There has not been a God of War, the one key game. Maybe Metroid Dread. I haven't even touched it yet. It's very good. But there are so many good games this year where... It is impossible to catch all the boats. So the boats are just going, but you don't feel bad about missing it because there's more than one. Mm -hmm. You just have to pick your battles, and then yeah. by the time you can like circle back to these other games. I just think because now we've gotten like there's been a lot, but now there's just like so many that can, it's just can like Can you really circle back though? Like, I can. Yeah, I've been circling back. Yeah. Like Alan Wake I feel like came out a while ago or Not that or long ago. Yeah, but like uh, next on my list is like Deathloop and Lost Judgment. You know, I want to play those during the holidays. Yeah, like, they'll be they'll be just as good then, if not better. You know, I know Deathloop's been getting patched. They're fixing that AI. Like, I, I think games are getting better as as they're out longer. So it's almost like I want the ship to sail through the rough waters <laughs> so sure. I can get on the port when uh, they've ironed everything out. Right. I think. Uh, an angle to look at it though is not like what are you personally going to be able to play mm -hmm. but like like there are certain like obviously Elden Ring is going to do well right yeah. that game is going to make money but it's like some of these other games these smaller things these right. weirder things totally. something something like Sifu for instance right, right. Yeah. where it's like it's not even necessarily a matter of like will we as people in the industry be able to play it it's more of like will this thing even get a glance at the general public because I remember like you know, especially growing up, it's like, yeah, I can afford one game this month. Yeah. You know, if, it, it, if, if I was, like, back in college, yep. it's like, I'm, I'm picking Elden Ring, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm going to choose. It's rough because, again, we're in, we're an instant gratification society right now. What's next? What's next? Let me finish this. Let me consume it immediately. Let me binge it. Like, why is this only in theaters? Like, I want it at home and I want it <laughs> now. I want to, like, nonstop. Okay, beat it. Next. Like, there's yeah. no, like, that's why I'm concerned that, like, you know, maybe in a while, like so many games are just going this live service route. Mm -hmm. Like Payday Two came out in 2013. I see like Payday Three. They're talking about it. It's like 2023 that's supposed to come out. Games are living for like 10 years <laughs> right. now because yeah. what is the point? Your game comes out, people beat it, and then they don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, multiplayer is a little different, but I do feel like the conversation 
for individual games, whether it is a $200 million AAA game or an indie darling, it just moves. It moves. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. You're in the limelight for a minute, and we're on to the next. You know what I think, uh, like, totally encapsulates your point perfectly is, like, the week Deathloop came out, it felt, like, overwhelming. It was, like, the thing everybody was talking about. Gone. It's like the game didn't come out. It literally is like that. It's literally like that. Like, no one. And and I'm I'm not, like attacking anybody or even yeah. criticizing anybody. It's just an interesting offer. This game got yeah. 10 out of 10 right. from some of the biggest right. video game outlets in the world right. and no one is right. talking about this it, game anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. It blows my but, mind. But like the silence is definitely to the point where it's yeah. like, did that happen? Yeah. Like it's it's bizarre. Like obviously people move on, yeah. but it is it is like with such a, a, a aggression that it's like yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, of course we are victims and guilty of that too but yeah it is it is odd yeah, yeah for sure I'll flip the coin though flip yeah. it Tales of Arise yeah best selling Tales game ever yeah WarioWare best selling WarioWare every game oh, is like but there's every so game many is, we but... just did NPDs yeah and so like well you raise your concern about Sifu and stuff like that and like a True. lot of these things right. like We're not selling. only not only are we getting to that point in generation which is great it's like the top of a roller coaster we're like oh we we made it you know we're like a new consoles come out and uh, stuff's expensive. It's hard to get. I don't really feel like investing. Some of our biggest teams are hard at work on it, but you're not going to hear from them for another couple of years. And then it, we get to 2007 and like, ah, you know, like you find Mass Effect 2, like all these, you know, experiences that these devs are like, we got it. We're, we're so in tune with this gen. Um, and so we're getting that now. And, you know, previously I think we would see a lot more of, you know, people really making interesting games or just kind of mastering their craft and the sales wouldn't happen. But it's like now they actually are. Like now, mm. for better or worse, this pandemic is just whoosh, from Pokemon cards to, you know, get you know, video games. It's just like all these industries are bursting. So I am curious. I think Sifu is like the thing I'm mostly worried about. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, is that the devs first thing or what did they do previously? I don't know how much is writing on that. Mm-hmm. Um because it might just find its own enough people, you know. To yeah, yeah, Jones, you, you bring up an interesting point, and I I wasn't thinking about it until you started talking. But it's funny because I think growing up, the the culture of video games was so different. Where like playing video games was was a more singular thing. Where like if I asked somebody like, oh, do you play video games? I would assume a lot of shared experiences. It's like, oh yeah, they played this, this, and this. I also played this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. It just felt like a, the landscape was a little bit more sparse. Whereas, like something like Destiny Two Witch Queen, it's like there's such a large audience where it's like, yeah, of course they're gonna play it. They've been playing Destiny for years. Mm-hmm. Like they probably don't even really care about a lot of the stuff on this list. You know, like like even something like uh, like King of Fighters Fifteen, like that that has this audience that's that's gonna be there. It's gonna show up probably right, and so. Yeah, I, I wonder play every single one of those. I <laughs> wonder I wonder if like my old way of of thinking or like the the way that I grew up is like clashing with like n- not being able to comprehend, I suppose, mm-hmm. how truly vast and diverse, mm-hmm. you know, playing video games is. Now and there. just re- we're constantly renegotiating the word launch. Like what is what the <laughs> hell does that mean? Yeah. You know, like uh, I, like my 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 buddies. I yeah. went to their bachelor party last night. My buddies are like getting in No Man's Sky now, and they're like, "Oh, there's a lot of fun things to do." Uh, one of my well, the guys there was like, "I am." He's like, "I just started it two or three weeks ago, and I am obsessed with Fallout 76." And it's like, nice. "Yeah, right now there's a lot of stuff to do." You know, right. he has such a huge roadmap in his mind of like 
there's a lot of stuff I got to do, and that stuff just wasn't there. And so it's mm-hmm. just like it's a just a whole different experience. Yeah. Um, and so uh, New World was funny. Where, like while I was like there were some people I was like oh there's a queue. Well I'll do something else. And some people were like a queue. <laughs> you know, so it's like we're all we all have different temperaments, we Instagram all have different expectations, and we all find these games at different times. Brad just got to level sixty in Final Fantasy Eleven, man. It's like you I know, think he got to level ninety. Did he get to what the ta- what's the max yeah. level? I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he got. I think, I think but, it was higher than that. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, so I think we were kind of averse to the the live service model, but it's kind of more of it. It's like a. It's like dev service model. It's yeah. like you need these companies need to know that people can support them and if they want to, and it 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 kind of reeks of you know in some ways of like that gotcha mobile aesthetic. But it's right. it's it's yeah it's a different way to get invested in the things. It's why like if I didn't, I always wonder like if I didn't have this job, I think I'd play Grand Theft Auto Online like every day. I think yeah. that's like the only I would be, you know. No matter in. what, like like I do mobile games, I kind of get a little taste of that now because I'm able to just like on the bathroom, you know, on the toilet, like all right, I did it, I did my dailies, okay. But um, yeah, lots of games. Yeah, I think honestly, I think I think my biggest concerns, which is something that we've hemmed it hot about on Frame Trip quite a bit, but like is is what Huber is saying with the conversation, like. When I say like Deathloop is already yeah. over, I don't say that with like glee. No, I say it's, like <laughs> yeah, like you know. Like, I certainly have criticisms of Deathloop, but it, I, I thought it was a great game that I had a great time with. And it's like, I wish there was almost, like, more time dissecting it. Yeah, like, it's just like, Sam, Sam. It's like, it just feels like a, like, like, it, like input-output so much where it's like, input, check the review scores, watch the stream, play the game, output. Like, on to the yep. next thing. Where it's like, well, let's talk about, like... The level design. Let's yeah. talk about like yeah. the story a little bit. Like let's dig into like let's have a conversation. It's just it's it's not that those things are not happening. They totally are, but it's just like the pace is so accelerated mm-hmm. that like now the conversation yeah. is Guardians. Is it? It well, will like, be. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we're already we're you know <laughs> we're at the end of the show yeah. now. Um, Everybody's talking about these I, I think, emails. That's what they're talking about. I think New World is, is so interesting because like. Like, I, I admittedly, I haven't touched New World, so I'm definitely an outsider looking in, mm. but there was such a, like, bubble around that game, and then, mm-hmm. I, you know, on the last episode of Frame Trap, you and Brad were talking about it, and it sounded, like, so different and weird, mm-hmm. and, like, it already seems over, and I may be <laughs> prematurely calling it. PC sh- Gamer's review of it is really good, and mm. it kind of taps into, like, everything I feared about the game and, and that, but they actually say, they're like, yo... Honeymoon phase is over. Yeah. Like right. in the first couple weeks of an MMO launch is right. so magical, but like now that is gone. So let's here's the review. Here's how this game is now. But that's that's such you a know? fascinating thing. Like, and it, it is not uh, unique. I, I, I would say to this time, like there were definitely back in the day, like MMOs would be this. This has happened plenty of times with MMOs, is what I'm saying. But it's still so fascinating. Where like. New World can be, like, so explosive and so popular that, like, people are waiting to get in. And, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, it's, you just envision, like, people banging at the doors. Yeah. And then it's just, like, oh, I'm over it. Yeah. You know, like, and that, yeah. just that, just that like, raw human experience yeah. of, like, feeling that hunger so intensely and then, like, not even wanting to look at it anymore. Like, it's, <laughs> that, that, that's just, like a, that's like, a fascinating thing about human beings. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I will never... Get over, like, that curiosity, I yeah. guess. But gotta wait for goaties. Those conversations come come full circle. 
you know, Deathloop will will lean into that level design during Goaties. That's the best part. Yeah. Well, the the thing about Goaties that I I I've definitely felt recently. I, felt, I especially felt last year is like sometimes I don't even know how to make a case for something because it's like this is so fundamentally different than this other thing mm-hmm. i can't i know right? i can't strictly argue that it's better or worse and yeah. I, that feeling has only gotten more pronounced with time and yeah. other people talk and so your estimation just kind of starts shaking yeah. around you're right. like yeah maybe it's not that great and then like right. 10 minutes go by and all of a sudden you'll think of something and be like no wait it is great wait wait right. wait, wait, wait. right because <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> it's how do you think of all of these and i think one thing that might have to do with it too is like we're comparing it to a medium of like yeah tv shows can get crazy long but like movies are two hours and you know like um there's a lot of other media that we can absorb really quickly. Whereas, like, if you were to if we were to watch like WandaVision and then talk about it later, even the WandaVision ten episodes or whatever, and the whole conversation we had, had after is still like twenty percent of Persona Five. So it's like by the time <laughs> yeah. you're done with a big game, you're I'm done. No, like yeah, I'm I did 5%. it. It was it took a lot of you know, um, like I I'm really excited for Far Cry Six. I'm probably gonna touch physically touch every single inch of that map yeah like when i hit credits goodbye like yeah i did i still haven't played the second witcher dlc which i'm sure is immaculate but like i stopped playing witcher <laughs> you know right. and that was the thing i had to like woof, like i'm gonna put a you know lived in this world for a long long time um so Emotions. yeah sometimes just that, that length i wonder if it has something to do with it that sometimes it's such a double-edged sword because you you mentioned like if you weren't doing this job you would be like um Playing Grand Theft Auto Online or fourteen, yeah, something, yeah, and like some big thing. I I fucking adore Metroid Dread, and it's like if something wasn't, and maybe maybe like even not just doing this job, but just being so invested in, like I want to play everything all the time, Mm -hmm. and so that's hard. But like it's like ah man, like I I really want to go in one hundred percent Metroid Dread and try out hard mode and do all this stuff. But it's like. Do you feel Endwalker is like yeah. breathing down my neck? Do you feel so though, like I was saying earlier? Do you feel like this year though? It's like it's affected me less missing games this year because there are so many. I feel like even two years ago, if a big game came out, like that was the one you needed to be playing at that exact moment. Mm. But now there's just so many options where it's like, no, I'm good. I'll get to you when I get to you. Yeah. Like I feel like this is the first year that I've been okay. Mm. Waiting not only for patches and stuff, but for sales. Like I'm gonna get Deathloop and Lost Judgment on a sale when that goes down. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for a sale. They'll be patched. Like you know what it, it just, is. It feels easier now. I, I think what has lessened the sting in a way, even though I still feel it very intensely, is what I have, what I have been able to put my time into. What I've, what I've chose to put time into has not disappointed me. Yeah, like sure. like yeah. there have just been like. There's there's so much, but yeah. like when I head in a direction, it's been awesome. Yes, yes. and so I think yes. I think that has made it more satisfying. Like there hasn't been like there's there have been things that I've been looking really forward to, like Psychonauts too. It's like no, that was that was fucking awesome, you know. <laughs> and it's like uh, so there is so much, but at least a lot of the quality has been there. And honestly, it hasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Where like I feel like we would have a game come out and it'd be like a total like a high profile disaster. Where it's like oh this like this game doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there aren't bugs or there aren't problems or anything, but it, it, that seems to have lessened. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel a, a lot of what I've been playing, you know, has been at a pretty high level of quality. Totally. Also, like, I don't play Dead by Daylights. There's a lot of things yeah. going on in that universe that just don't exist for me, and I'm focused right. on other things. Right, right, right. And I remember one moment, 
that made me aware of just kind of how much I can do as one person in this industry. I remember Destiny 2 launching, and a lot of Destiny 2 players were like, Ugh. they were just like, I don't know why we got it too. I don't know why. There's just a, there's a wealth of just all sorts of issues that people were having. And then the Destiny 2 chatter just kind of went away. And then it won the game award. <laughs> it was like for like best multiplayer game. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I remember going to that, just grabbing someone I knew who played Destiny 2 at the party afterward. And I was like, what happened? And they're like, dude, Destiny 2 is amazing. And I'm like, when did that happen? And they're like, well, gradually. But where it's at now is really exciting. I was like, yeah. I missed that. Like, here's this game completely went through a transformation enough to win an award that I attended the award ceremony That's of. Fine. It was like, huh? Like that was. It's crazy that you you at you know on the outside looking in like you are with New World. It's like mm-hmm. launches and trailers. There's not many opportunities to like you know benchmark like where where a game is at and what's going on. Yeah. That's why I love, even if we don't mention the podcast, I love when I'll just be going through games industry up biz or something, and they're like, hey, this one franchise just hit this cool benchmark. Mm-hmm. You know, yay. Let's celebrate it. We don't have to play it, but we can at least talk about it for five minutes. And if sales and budgets weren't so secretive, it would maybe yeah. like take the sting out of it, too. Because mm. it's like every game that comes out now is the best selling in a franchise. It's just like the way it is. More gamers than ever. Easier access than ever. But it's like the conversation goes away. But if they still sold the most... That's all they really care about, right? Oh, Isn't absolutely. That, that's a win. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we only Crank talked... Crank it out, baby. Yeah, we only talked about Dread for a week there, but, like... Yeah. Mercury's team is is yeah. up here now, you know? Their right. reputation has yeah. gone up. The sales were good, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's something. Number one on the eShop. Yeah. Job done. Job yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> oh, that's kind of depressing. Um. All right. Are we ready for some emails? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I can't, like, for us, it's just, like, we get hyped for a game, we play it, and that's it. But, like, can you imagine yeah. working on well, a that's, game that's the for, nature like, of seven years of your life or something, working on something, and then oh, it comes well, out, also, and oh, it's well, like, well, imagine no one's talking about it anymore? Like, imagine getting up the next day yeah. after you announce something, yeah. like, the next day, and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, it's like, that was such a rush, because yeah. we were just waiting for that for so long. And yeah. I, I, Yes, I'm sure <laughs> that that does happen, but at the same time, like, they're... they're there has to just be some innate pleasure in the craft itself. Yeah, where it's like, and when it's I done, just you made this. Ship it, yeah, you're just like, it's, it's yeah. done. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Our first email comes in from Michael, who says, uh, Phantom content amidst the pandemic. Phantom really interesting title. Hi, Ben and Company. Uh, this is something that has bothered me since Resident Evil 8, and again after Metroid Dread. While I love both games, I believe they have pronounced indicators of cut content. I don't want to spoil anything, but I will summarize it as payoffs that never happen and story threads that are abruptly severed. I understand that games change constantly throughout development, but often you wouldn't know cuts were made until a developer interview or concept art spilled out. Uh, they are purposely smoothed over. Uh, with the Or spelled it out, excuse me. With the pandemic, I wonder if cuts were made... That could not be hidden due to their severity. It's miraculous these games came out, but I keep wondering, mm. are there scars of the pandemic in these phenomenal games? I have no idea. I know stars they cut that I know they cut that section in Village. No spoilers. But who knows if that was because of COVID or or what the reasoning behind that was. But I mean I would assume, but I have no facts to back any of this up. Yeah. But you know. I know movies have shipped. I remember the whole the Blacklist show. Remember that they did the finale in like CG and stuff to because they couldn't remember that like CG Spader or whatever. So I mean the pandemic has caused a lot of chaos in in all media, but yeah, I don't really know. 
Um, I'm, I'm sure, I guarantee that there are some unique challenges to COVID uh, that have created problems. But, like, there are countless games. For, like, making games is nigh impossible. And, like, you always hear... <sighs> Count, there are countless stories of very high-profile games, games that you probably love, where they're like, yeah, we had this huge idea, and we, we ran out of time. We just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Um, and so uh, it, it, I think it is – while I, I think this is an interesting question, a good question, and I, it'll be curious to see what stories come out, I don't know how different it is than – the normal tumultuous hellish process of making yeah. games. Yeah. So it's, it's like maybe there is a separation, but it's hard to yeah. do that in my mind. Like back when God of War three came out, there was no pandemic, but like famously that yeah. final boss right. was nerfed to hell. Like Metal Gear Solid Five. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Phantom Pain. Like yeah. Uh, I remember one of mine was the. I mean, there it's now hopping because GTA Online is going to add everything everything to that map that they possibly can. But that yeah. racetrack, man, is like opening soon. Like 2015, I'm like, cool. <laughs> that took five, four or five years, you know. The, the but it's building, amazing now. It's the building incredible. under construction in GTI Online, people did the in-game math. They calculated how long a day is and how many days it's been in GTA Online. So the building has been under construction for like <laughs> 70 years or some crazy number. It's so fun. But uh, so fun. And I loved Blood sniffing uh, uh, Forza Horizon, where he would like, he was telling me in the preview, he'd drive to Samaria, and he's like, there's going to be a challenge here. <laughs> you know, you could just, you could just tell. So I'm like, dirt patch. He's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this word's going down. You, I pre installed Forza Horizon 5. 103 gigs, baby. When is that out? Uh, early February. November? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. November. No, early November. Yeah, I don't remember that exactly. Is soon. I know. I'm all in on that. Boy. I am very hey, excited. Uh, yeah, Huber, did you know that they're remastering all three Grand Theft Auto games that were on the that PlayStation is also 2? Also, November. Please continue with remastering. <laughs> Are you next... streaming that or are you streaming that? What's we should we should play together. That'd be fun. Just for a little bit. GTA Three was the last game I ever streamed. Game trailers. It's a little emotional. Okay? Yeah. Full circle, Jones. Let's go. Uh, our next email comes in from Yovan. Hey, Ben and Allies. Uh, PlayStation games are slowly making their way to PC. Uncharted and God of War ports are in the works, and PC fans are excited. There is, however, a vocal community against this. The PlayStation purists, and for a long while, I was one of them. I love the PlayStation brand so much and wanted to see these big titles only available on PlayStation systems. I suppose in retrospect it had an aura of exclusivity, or maybe it was a giant FU to all those Ooh. Nintendo and Xbox fans with their exclusives. Ooh. But mainly, I think my mindset was geared to think that not everyone can play these games, so it must be special for me. However, times have changed. These ports of AAA games are coming, and I, for one, welcome them. I'd love to see a wider audience reaction to these games. No longer are we going to see the all-too-common I-wish-this-was-on-PC comment when scrolling at a view trailer. It's just interesting to think that less than five years ago, I was a diehard PlayStation fan, but now I jump between all of them and I'm glad these games can be embraced by a larger community. Maybe I'm just too old for console wars. What are your thoughts on exclusivity? Have you ever thought the same way I did? I know that Damiani had similar sentiments when he had his N64 when challenged by his school pals with PS1s. Would Nintendo games officially on PC be a dream, or would you prefer they stayed on Nintendo for the legacy of the company? Finally, what do you hope to see comes to PC next? Competition is essential yeah. for this industry. It is absolutely essential. Um, but ha- like, let everyone play everything. Sure, yeah. you know, like when the when uh, like exclusivity has made me a Sony fan. Yeah, and that's not going to go away like 
probably anytime soon. But like during Xbox versus Sony, it was like nothing personal, but <laughs> Sony has more games that you can only play there that I want to play. Yeah. I'll still play Xbox, but like yeah. I like these exclusives more. Yeah. So I mean that's natural, but like the fact that PC gets them so late, I mean, who knows if that's gonna change. You know, if it was like day and date, PlayStation and PC version. Oh, it definitely um, feels It feels like, like it'll a, get there, right? Yeah, it definitely feels like it's casting a line out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't subscribe to console wars whatsoever, you mm-hmm. know? If you like you love PC, dude. Yeah. Like if you want to play you this thing just on just said competition drives. Competition this is good. And now you're saying. But but like there's a fine line with console wars, yes. you know? It's course, like criticism versus hate. Yes, right. It's yes. like totally. toxicity. It's yes. like so toxic to be like, why should those people be able to play this game now? Yes, exactly. It's like, let them freaking play it. If, right. if you if you have a preference, if you're like, yeah, PlayStation is my favorite or yeah. Xbox or whatever, that's cool, man. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being like more into something than another thing. Like, that's natural. Everybody, everyone has that. Yeah. But if you're like... If it makes you so mad yeah. that you have to like leave nasty comments or attack yeah. people, you are literally a baby. I mean, and PC <laughs> has always been like in its corner, you know? It's neutral. Yeah. It's Switzerland in the it's industry. Like no quarrel. We're over right. here doing our PC things. Like you're not getting God of War on Switch or God of War on Xbox. Right. You're getting it on PC. And like yeah. PC is getting Xbox games. PC is getting Monster Hunter Rise Switch games. Yeah. PC is getting PlayStation. It is a its own thing over here. You know right. these three consoles are still competing with each other, but like PC is doing fun its thing. Another thing from the MPDs this last from September. Uh, uh, if you ask Daniel Bloodworth, he's like, no way in hell is that happening in uh, October. But in September. Uh, they broke Nintendo's streak because Sony would always make the most hardware money and Nintendo would sell the most units. And in September, Sony took both. They were like, we sold the most units, we made the most money, we're the best console in September <laughs> 2021. Um, so yeah, it's like there, I respect holding on to that brand. That's something Nintendo will do forever. That'll be a big deal, yeah, if they break yeah. the seal. It's just like, it's oh, Odyssey's Mario. on PC. This yeah. will, I would be like, this feels weird. Yeah. I'm playing a Mario Nintendo, game with an Xbox controller, what? Like Nintendo will never break the seal. Right, yeah, that'll yeah. be shocking. Um, but yeah, they're just, yeah, at this point, because they're on top, I think they'd be throwing away money to not put them on other consoles. And even something like Days Gone, it's not like, oh, was that a PlayStation game? It's like, it obviously was. Like, God of War is uncharted. Like, the, all these brands are still, you immediately and associate Shadow with to... them with the brand, and I don't think anything's been compromised. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't feel like there's anything's weird. How can you be, how can you be mad when it's like, oh, yeah, like more people get to play this great more game that I love? More yeah. people get to talk about God of War. It gets yeah. to be brought back into the conversation yeah. as the greatest video game of all time. <laughs> the More... thing you love gets better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, mods. Shout out to the PC modding community. Like, mm-hmm. let's do well, some that weird show, things that with these shows games. Like, Resident Evil 3 Remake yeah, that shows confidence. on PC is, like, yeah. an entirely different beast with all these skins. That you're like, my and... brand can survive yeah. PC people coming in and making it look a little silly. Yeah. But What's so funny about PC mods is, like... Like, you're right where it's like, what crazy things that they can do? But there's always one thing that they will do no matter what. If they can... Nude mods. Make it nude, Everyone's they will. Nude, like, yeah. it's just like... It's yep. just so funny. Like, with absolute yeah. certainty. Yeah. Like, we will give the you the side with a flag. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, going, it's like, if we can, we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starship Troopers. It's just like, like, boom. <laughs> like, we, we will give you yeah. nudity. Yeah. 
So well, we were. Ta- I was with my buddies last That's night at the so bachelor funny. party. We were talking about VR. Yeah. It was like, how is VR tech? And it's like, it's good. It's good. The porn industry is really going to push it <laughs> to the to the point where we need it to be. They're going to drive technology funding. All yeah. you know, if we're lucky, they backed us up before. They'll be there for us in the future. But uh, yeah, is VR porn still like a hot thing? Um, well, it dep- a popular thing or hot thing. Ah, I mean, these are two different yeah. conversations. Yeah. A popular yeah. thing, I suppose. I yeah. mean, whatever. But I mean, it, it's not going to go away. Hopefully, we'll get Bloodborne eventually. And I just think, please, it's, yeah, I think yes, it's it's a, it's, it's a tree. A weird holdout. <laughs> They're saving it up. They don't want to. They don't want to step on Elden Ring's shoes. I mean, the ho- I the like. dream is the it holdout won't. means <laughs> and it, that, stuff is happening. They're waiting. They're know? waiting. Yeah. Sometime, sometime next year. Sometime next year. I feel it. Feel it in my bones. I mean, Mass Effect Legendary Edition seems so obvious, and it took a long time, but then it boop, there it is, and it's great. Yeah, like, so. yeah hey, yeah. you're right. You're just just let, right. don't gatekeep. Like, let people play what they want to play. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. How is it hurting you? But, like, just I imagine, mean, like, um, okay, hypothetically, yeah. imagine you're a God of War fan. Yeah. You love God of War. Yeah. You've got the platinum. You're fucking stoked. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, imagine, like, the conversation. There's two, let's, let's, hypothetically, there's two directions you can go. Mm-hmm. One direction is you are that asshole where you like, this sucks. That, yeah, I'm so mad about this. You'd be PlayStation only. It's like that conversation is an immediate dead end. Yeah. Imagine if you, like, Reach out to, to PC players and you're like, oh man, how was your experience? It was cool. Like, yeah. Like, like imagine just like, like have you broadening your network and like having more fulfilling and enriching human conversations <laughs> that just make your life better. Like, imagine just going that direction. 10 out of 10. Dude. I don't know. 10 out of 10, Ben. It's My just God. like, it's just, like for your own entertainment, yeah. the other path is more interesting. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Because what is the logical criticism here? Is there an actual like, Take where this it's, is that I guess of like it's a sense of ownership. I get like, yes. like hey, I spent four hundred dollars on my PlayStation to play God of War. Yes, right. But now it's elsewhere. I could have not spent that money. Is that the main take? Yeah. What's is, the what's is, the counter to that take? Is my special thing <laughs> is less special because more? It's like it's it, it is it is like a fundamental human thing. It's like when a band gets bit, like the classic example, like. When a band gets big, and you yeah. always have those fans that are like, "Oh man, they sold out!" Like, they're yeah. really good. it's like your little clubhouse, you know, is yeah compromised. Compromised, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, more the merrier. The more the merrier. Like, I don't know. There's no point. There's, There's no, no fun point. rambling anymore. All right. There's no point. Preaching the choir. Yeah. Yeah. Our last email comes in. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this name. I'm sorry. Uh, Gil Herme. I think so. You say that. Uh, hello, allies. Uh, Guy from Brazil here. In your opinion, what are the differences between evaluating a game for review and evaluating it for Goaty or some <laughs> similar ranking? I love this question. For example, last year I gave FF7 Remake a 9 and Hades a 10, but FF7 Remake was my Goaty. Does this make sense to you? Yes, it does. Can you think of any example that you like game A more than game B, but you recommend game B more? Thanks for what you do. One obvious thing is if you watch any goatees we've ever done, like no one ever brought up review scores. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's not information. It's, you know, like you're talking about so many different variables. I can remember. You really need to connect at goatees with like, where am am I I can remember though, it's really nice because Bloodworth, I feel like, will usually bring all the eights and above that we score, uh-huh. like at, like an outline. Oh, sure. Of like, yo, here are the go, here are the, here's the games we gave, like, an eight yeah, or higher. Yeah, never stop bringing a, titles up, yeah, but just yeah. this idea of, like, well, if you look at Metacritic yeah. to win an argument, yeah. it's like, what? That doesn't, you know, 
that's not connecting me, especially if I haven't yeah. spent a lot of time with the game. It's yeah. like, I, I want to hear yeah. from people. Life is Strange is like the best example of this for me because I acknowledge that maybe they aren't for everyone and like they're not perfect and they have a little bit of jank or some problems here and there, but it's my goatee. You know? Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you're 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 hitting on it exactly. It it, oh, it drives me nuts. And there's no point in ranting about review scores because you're never going to change anyone's mind. But it, like, mm-hmm. it, it breaks people's brains where you're like, they're like, you gave this thing a higher score and this thing a lower score. How can you like this thing more? And it's like that's, of like, of course that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Like, do you, do you not have anything in your life that you fu- you recognize the flaws of but you yeah. love absolutely? Like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. like, right. like you can when evaluating game of the year, it's like you what's so beautiful about game of the year is you get to break free from that distillation down to a number and be like mm-hmm. yes i recognize that this has this problem or the frame rate is bad or whatever but like nothing emotionally moved me more this year mm-hmm. right and you get to have those conversations and so it's like yeah absolutely something can have a longer term impact on you beyond the scope of yeah. you know a two week review and I like I like goatee fatigue because it's fun to like weigh in on something that I'm familiar with, but I didn't experience a lot of it. And like, there's clearly two allies that like these are the two, like they're the yeah. two people, and they have kind of conflicting opinions. Yes. And a lot of time, it's almost kind of like how long you're willing to run the race that kind of lets me see like, yeah. you know, like because like, we've had the same conversation five times. We keep going in circles for the last 15 minutes, and then I see one person be like, well, like kind of, you know, I enjoyed it, and the other person's like, no. Like, this is the best game in this category. And it's like, that's what I'm talking about. This is where it's like, I'm so ironclad in this idea. But like, best character, best narrative. There's a lot of times where I've come in and been like, hey, this. And 10 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's just not, now it's the third time we're arguing that point and I'm out of steam. I have no more ammo. And so like, Mm -hmm. okay, I enjoyed it. But it's just, it's clear, wow, this game really touched Ben or, you know. Yeah. um, Or Bloodworth or something. It's like, that's really fun to see. You know, it's like surprises. The, The game's... The Goaty, the most painful part of Goaty are the games that like you loved, but you also are like, this isn't good enough to put up a fight. Like there's there's always like, I don't know, mm-hmm. two or three of those games where you're the like, sevens. I wish I could, even like the eights where it's mm-hmm. like, I wish I could give this more of a platform, but it just like doesn't hold a candle to, you know, like a God of War or a yeah. Breath of the Wild or something. So. Yeah. Uh, I think when you're reviewing stuff, like what it does for the franchise is like, you know, it's like if I can enjoy the game, it's not really going to like, I might, you know, discuss it or think about it. It's not going to like ding a score. Whereas like when you get into Goaties, like a lot of stuff comes up where it's like, where are we now with this genre at the end of the year? Right. You know, where it's like kind of unfair to like levy against like some weird puzzle game that you're just, you know, rating against like maybe other puzzle games from the last couple of years. Right. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. Good stuff. Good question. Um, thank you to everybody who wrote in. If you would like to send an email to Frametrap, the email address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Thank you so much to my passionate panelists, Brandon Jones we and Michael Huber. Until next time.